sometimes life just challenges you. Yep. And are you going to quit? You know, are you going to say, nope, I could have quit right there and done something else, and, and I didn't. And Damn it, I forgot my second part question. This happens a lot. <laughs> Too many rums. <laughs> we have a saying around here. Oh, yeah? Yeah, no brains, no headache. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, boys. What's up? What's up? Damn, son, where'd you find this? Welcome to episode 86 of No Brains, No Headache podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Weichel, and shortly I'll be joined by fellow hosts Matt Cleary and Alec Larson. This week we took the studio on the road down to the Big Dog Distillery and Big Dog Tiki Bar, home of Heart River Spirits. There we interviewed our guest Chuck Claremont. I've gotten to know Chuck over the last 10 years, so we decided to have him on and hear his rather interesting and accomplished life story. We reminisced on the glory days of growing up here in Bismarck, North Dakota and playing high school sports, then discussed his college football career at the University of North Dakota and finished up with his professional career and just had an all-around great conversation. I really enjoyed it and I hope you do as well. Thank you to our amazing sponsors for letting us record on-site at the Big Dog Distillery uh, it was a really good atmosphere for a few drinks and conversation, and thanks to our guest, Chuck Claremont. After the interview, it's time for Cleary's Comments, the segment where we banter about random things, cabin fever, million-dollar ideas, and Matt struggling to speak the English language. We have it all here on Cleary's Comments. And it's 2022, so we are going bigger and better. So we have the Olympics for you. Championship. The Olympics is the ranking game we play here where we pick a topic. This week is condiments, your favorite sauces. Make sure you heard that right. Condiments, and we rank our favorites. We're giving out gold, silver, and bronze medals, so stick around. The Olympics, as always, is open for interpretation. If you like the show, then follow us on social media for even more content at NBNH Podcast. And wherever you're listening, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. Whenever you're good and ready, leave us a review so we can make sure we're all having a good time because that's what we're all about here on No Brains, No Headache Podcast. Episode 86 is NBNH Media Production. Let's get it on. Okay. Let's party. No Brains, No Headache Podcast is here at the Big Dog Distillery and Big Dog Tiki Bar located at 307 South 3rd Street, right here in Bismarck, North Dakota. It's the home of Heart River Spirits, and we're enjoying some cocktails made with the rum that is locally made right here. Not only are we out of the studio for this one, but we're also joined by a very special guest. In his youth, he played just about every sport for Bismarck High School and excelled at all of them before taking his football talents to the University of North Dakota. He earned a starting spot for the team just a few games into his true freshman season and never looked back as he went on to start 40 consecutive games from 1985 to 1988. Since then, he has had a career in accounting and finance and currently serves the role as executive director slash CEO of the North Dakota Safety Council. It's Chuck Claremont. Thanks for joining the show. 
Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on. You easily got the most thorough introduction of any of our guests so far. Hey, thank you. Hey, there's a, if when I'm 55, I got a lot of years for you to get introduced, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a host of the show, and I don't think our listeners know that much about me. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to thank Twitter for helping me with that oh, sure. <laughs> introduction. But um, you joked with me a couple weeks ago. We ran into each other at the local watering hole. And you asked about the podcast. You said, get me on. I said, absolutely. You thought I was kidding. Now we're sitting here. Thoughts on that? I think it's great. I mean, I, my son, obviously, you know, Tyler, you guys are friends. And so he said he's listening to all your podcasts. And he says, you guys are doing a great job. So it was cool for me to see Tyler and his friends, you know, be successful and stuff. So obviously, I'm going to be part of it. It's, you know, I want to be part of something successful and help anybody out any way I can. Well, thanks, Chuck. You've always supported everything I've done since Tyler and I became friends, so I appreciate that. Uh, right before we got started recording, uh, we were talking about Woody. We've had Woody on the podcast, I believe it was episode 51. We got Woody. Check it out if you want. Uh, you join the elite list of guests with Woody. You guys have Man. something to BS about. Well, Scott and I have done a lot of things together. I just <laughs> actually just saw a photo that somebody had posted to like Andy Golf something, Andy Golf uh, information or something on Twitter. And it was a picture of back when I was playing for the Bismarck Royals in baseball. And uh, we were playing Glen Owen. And I think it was a guy from Glen Owen who posted it. Well, there's a Woody was this bat boy on the team. And so that's the first time I had really met Scott. And we went on to become awesome friends after college. And Scott's actually the the godfather of Tyler. So then we've been best friends for a long, long time. And it's you know neat how many games we've done together, probably a 1,000 games together in football and basketball and broadcasting, and just become just tremendous friends. So, Well, we'll talk all about it. Uh, yeah, Woody was on the show as well, so that's cool that we had both of you on now. Uh, we're sitting here. We're at the Big Dog Distillery uh, and you've been a resident of Bismarck for most of your life, spent a lot of time here. What do you think of a tiki bar establishment like this coming to Bismarck, North Dakota, and a distillery for that matter? I think it's great because obviously there's a lot of beer distilleries and those things around here. A lot of drinkers. Not, yeah, and so <laughs> I don't know if there's anything like this. And surely the tiki bar thing is kind of a real cool thing in North Dakota. We don't get things like that unless we go down you know, in Mexico or some other place in the Caribbean and those places. So to get a chance for people, hopefully they, they buy into it. I know I sure will. I'm a rum guy. I love drinking rum. And so I will definitely be hanging out here on occasion when, uh, when they get open. That was music to my ears earlier when you showed up and you said, you're a rum guy. I was like, thank God, because that's all we got for you. It's <laughs> <laughs> all good. Oh, see you guys later. <laughs> hopefully they'll let me buy some before I leave here. <laughs> you know, I think there's a decent chance of that. Uh, Scott and Connie, the owners, are here. They're nice enough to lend us their place uh, before it's even open. So this yeah. is exclusive access uh, to the Big Dog Distillery, Big Dog Tiki Bar, home of Heart River Spirits. Um, let's start with you being a Bismarck High School athlete. Uh, you know, I like to say close the yearbook, but when people have an accomplishment of a high school career as yours, something worth talking about, you play like every sport. I did. I played baseball, football, basketball, and I was in track in the spring as well. And so that's pretty much everything I could do at the time during, uh, during the high school season. And, but I also played, even when I was in junior high, we didn't have such, there wasn't soccer. And so I had a good friend who played soccer in junior high. We were freshmen, so now it would be actually in high school. And I used to go and play goalie 
we had, would have football games during the week, and on the weekends I'd go play goalie, uh, soccer goalie, and I loved it. And actually, Tyler, how many years later, he probably don't know this, Tyler was a really, really good goalie. Oh, you know. Yeah, I was the goalie for St. Mary's. Oh, that's Tyler, absolutely you were. Okay, yeah. now I'm putting it all together. Yep. Now I got it. So no, Tyler was, so you know, yep. he was really good. Unfortunately, when he went, and went back and played his junior year, the goalie at Bismarck High had been there starting since his sophomore year, so yep. he didn't get a chance to play as much. But he Seems was, like a real loser. <laughs> but Tyler was Shout really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we won't talk about streaking. Uh, we won't get into that at all. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Excuse me, pardon me. <laughs> and so, no, so it was kind of cool that I, I even got a chance to play a little soccer when I was a freshman. So, You're just playing all the sports in Bismarck. We put together the facts that Matt was a high school goalie. We're all playing soccer all the time. Uh, your football seemed to be the one you excelled at. Well, I mean, was, you, sell, you tell that all of them, but like football probably is the one you enjoyed the most. No, actually, it's okay. I, I enjoyed baseball the most, to be completely honest with you. And, uh, you know, if you could hit rewind, I would probably go back and continue to play baseball. I know when I got to my senior year and after football was done, we won the state championship my senior year and went around and started visiting colleges and literally after after we won the state championship there was there may have been a celebration at my house and i may have said this is the last effing game i've ever going to play in my life in i would have been probably in november of 1984 and uh, got through the season and got a scholarship offer and my uh, parents didn't have a ton of money and i just made the decision to to kind of jump at this scholarship offer for football. And then I didn't end up playing baseball that summer, which was really, really frustrating because I love baseball. And we had an awesome team uh, for the governors in that, in that summer. And so it was really frustrating that I wanted to play. But back then, freshmen came a week before the actual full team did. So I had to, I had to report like August 2nd to go to football. And state, if you didn't, but about state baseball, it's like that weekend. And so I just didn't want to do that. And even though I know the coach came to me, Dave, uh, what the hell was his last name? Dave, can't think of his last name. Anyway, he, uh, not Wolf, I'll think of it. But he, he came to me about midway through the season. He said, you should come out. You know, we'd love to have you play. Even if you can't, you know, get us to the state if, if you can help us. And I just said, I, I can't do that. And both Troy Ismer and I uh, ended up not playing that year. And that's frustrating. I wish I could hit, re hit rewind. And I, because if you know now... If you knew then, if which I knew now, that like, I'm trying to be modest, but I mean, I was like the number one recruited football guy in North Dakota. I could have said, I'm not coming until baseball's over. Yeah, here's the deal. Yeah. I'm Deion Sanders. Yeah. You, know, you think <laughs> nowadays, really, the, the hammer is in the plate. You know, you think yeah. all the college kids now, hey, they got the hammer, right? Back then, it was the coaches who had the hammer, and you didn't really know what you didn't know. And yeah. so coming from, you know, Bismarck and he didn't have parents involved in recruiting at the time. Shit, my parents weren't even a part of it. And, uh, I mean, they didn't they go. They were like, you play football? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't. They weren't in any That's business. where you've been going after school all these days. <laughs> and so it's just crazy to go back and think of that. So, you know, now, hey, I could have told my son if he would have been interested in doing that. Hey, you got to, hey, just settle down. You got a chance if, if, you, if you'd have been a, a great athlete. Tyler was a good athlete, but... Um, so yeah, so a little, little frustrating that I think I probably would have done things different. Who knows? I mean, I think I had a chance to potentially uh, go on and play something further in baseball. So that was kind of a long-winded way to get to say baseball really was my favorite sport. 
football was the one I ended up ended up following because I got a scholarship offer. And I mean, I had a good career, and I, you know, I met a lot of great people and a lot of best friends that I have now that in college because of it. So, you know, you don't second guess those things, but. I mean, I was going to ask what you did in your downtime in high school, but it sounds like you literally had zero downtime. <laughs> no, it was sport to sport to sport, and it was okay. You know, the, the, the great thing about back then, guys, is now there's no – they want you to play every – it's not okay just to play during football season. They want you to play football and lift during ba- baseball and during basketball, during track, and everybody wants a PC. And it got to the point, I know, with even my kids in the summer – they were so burned out. You know, Carly was saying, oh, I got to go to, they, in the summers, there's soccer. She was playing soccer. Okay, well, that wasn't enough to play soccer. She had to go to basketball at 6 a.m. And then volleyball had some camps in the summer. She had to go to that. And it got to the point where she said, summer sucks. I got more stuff going on in the summer than I do during the regular in the seasons. And I think that's really an unfortunate part of where sports have turned into now where that they most coaches, there's some that get it. Some coaches want you to be multi-sport athletes in and, real life should, and yeah. realize how much better you are because you get that team aspect, the different individual aspect, and those pieces with the other sports. But um, that's the part that back when I was playing, I probably you didn't have the pressure like you do now, so it was a little bit easier to be a multi-sport athlete and be yeah in every sport because you, you didn't have the summers where you had to do all four of them. You could have just told your kids to be less athletic and they would have more free time. <laughs> I think that's your fault for it, it, <laughs> passing on such there great genes. <laughs> I'll take I'll take responsibility for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but no, I really enjoyed baseball, and I mean, I enjoyed the other ones too. Let's be real. I, I loved I loved the, the team aspect of basketball and of football, and the tr- and track part was awesome because I got a chance to be an individual guy, and I got a chance to you know be on my own and shot and discus and and those pieces. But yet it still was team. So I mean, every every sport gives you something different. So I, I mean, it was really fun to play all of them. So it was a blessing and a curse to be such a good athlete because like your predicament of playing baseball and then you have a football camp for you and D coming up, you can't do them both. Yep. And then it's even still a trade off of you know back then things weren't as serious as far as like recruiting, so to speak, and things like that. But also the stage now is way higher. So that's why it's that more serious. I don't understand why all these coaches are prying at these kids to do all these different things when we all know the best thing to do is, you know, be diverse in your sports and in your athleticism. It's just absolutely crazy. So definitely I'm glad that's why we have you on the podcast is to give us a perspective of a different era in time of how things were compared to how they are now. So it's just really cool to see. Uh, another thing people don't maybe don't realize is the high schools back then. You didn't have Legacy and uh, all these Fargo-Davies schools and things like that. Like BHS was probably the powerhouse. Was it a kind of a powerhouse back in the day? or You know, definitely one of them. I mean, we had... We Can had, I say back in the day? Is that okay? Hey, I'm 55. That's okay. <laughs> I'm back in the day. I got gray hair. You know, as a podcast, you may not be able to see that. But yes, I've got gray hair. And so... Yeah, I mean, BHS was definitely, we were good in football. We had a very good basketball team that we made state every year, except my senior year. We won't talk about that, but track, we were good. Baseball in the summers at Governors, we were decent. So, And it was part of it. It was a big school, too. I mean, we had, what, 1,500 people or 1,700. I think my, my graduating class alone when I was a senior was just under 500. So, you know, pretty big numbers. And we didn't have freshmen playing then. I mean, mean, we got that beat. We had almost 72 kids in our graduating (laughs) class. Yeah, Matt and I are St. Mary's guys. What are your thoughts on St. Mary's 
uh, during your high school time. What, what, did, what did you think of St. Mary's from a Bismarck High perspective? Well, they were one of our biggest rivalries, obviously. I mean, St. Mary's was. But for me, it was a little kind of different perspective because my best friends were from St. Mary's. So literally when I, all the way through, you know, I probably met like in a Dave St. Peter, Bill Kopp, and there were some really, really good friends that are some of my best friends to this day. And that we got to be really good friends probably in eighth and ninth grade. And so when I went to play, went as a sophomore to make a decision to go to Bismarck High, I literally was, in, I was enrolled at St. Mary's. Chuck. Uh, <laughs> I was enrolled. Could I had a have class been. schedule. Yeah, if, if the butterfly effect of you not going to St. Mary's had us suck. Like 20 years in football. <laughs> yeah. No, St. Mary's was really good. Yeah. Oh, immediately time. when we graduated, football team got very good. <laughs> well, we also went down and played Chuck class didn't B. go to St. Mary's, and look what they did. They scrapped the hockey team like <laughs> yeah. that. Actually, that was, I think, before Chuck. Well, well like right around that time, actually. Uh, yeah, I don't know if the, what the this situation was at that point in time. But no, I, like I say, it was really hard. And I was enrolled. Schmeeks gave me a... A tour of the facility. He took me to you know, where my classes were going to be, and about. And then you unenrolled because that facility sucked. Well, no. So then I went back home, and you know, I, I had a, a few guys from Bismarck High came over to my house. Like some of the seniors at the time came over to my house, and they recruited maybe a little bit and said, "Hey, you really should go to Bismarck." And that's yeah. And that's, so I respect that. And you know, really, when you think of the reason I was going to St. Mary's was because my friends were there, and I, that may or may not be a good reason, but um, I felt at the time. The opportunity in terms of what the additional classes I could take as a at Bismarck High were literally a lot, was a lot more than St. Mary's at the time. I know things have probably changed now, um, but it's the extra, way different. Now. It's, yeah, and so <laughs> really, we, were, was, we were lucky to have a math program. I think <laughs> we were in high school. <laughs> so, you know, I'd like to think I was a pretty decent scholastically as well. So, making a decision to you know go to Bismarck High had that had something to do with it as well. Let's close the proverbial yearbook and move on to college. You ended up going to UND to play football. Was UND always your main focus, or were there other options? Like, like were you a diehard UND family, or were you like the first generation UND? Yeah, and my parents neither one of them went to college, and so you know when I grew up, you followed the Bison and UND. I mean, it was you know, but I didn't have any one team that I was. Uh, more of a fan of than the other. So you're a free agent. I was a free agent. I actually had a visit with NDSU, but at the time I, I had started dating my current wife, Lisa at the time, and we started dating our junior year. So two years into it, uh, wow. she was probably knew she was going to go to nursing school at UND and we were pretty close at the time. I'm still with her to this day. So think of that. We started dating October 29th, 1983 and we're still together that's a long time wow congratulations <laughs> so, chuck hey take my shoes off to count that high <laughs> so i guess i would say i probably made a pretty good decision so she knew she was going to go to, to awesome. und and and weird thing is she actually went to bsc the first year so i went to und and i had a lot of my friends went there dave st peter went there annie bauer bill cop and so there was guys that were like my best friends they were all going to und okay. so at that was point it was a good decision to go where friends are, okay? Because you had a lot more t opportunities to have fun with your friends in college. So, uh, I mean, that was a, a that was a decision that I actually didn't visit any place else. Although, when I got to track in high school, I was pretty good discus and shot putter, and I had opportunities at that point in time to even go to like Oregon State and make some other visits that they were following me at that point in time. And um, it was hard to not go visit them. It was really hard to say, gosh, that would have been 
pretty cool to why don't you just bluff them and take the trip i don't know how it worked did they pay for the trips i don't know how that works uh i think they paid for mileage or whatever else and yeah to get you out there i mean absolutely they paid for they make you take like the actual oregon trail to get out there for (laughs) a recruiting trip i'm not sure i didn't get for the river (laughs) i didn't get to that point i just i talked to you know some letters and talked to some coaches and stuff like that and and so you know nowadays it seems like the u.s is open a lot more in terms of local college athletes or high school athletes going what are my options you think of some of the better kids in north dakota and they really now you're more known you have opportunities you know back when i was in you know that's a long time it was 1985 i graduated from high school there might have been opportunities but yet you know i came from my parents they were construction workers man we were trailer trash we lived in you know we, we lived in trailer houses all around the country doing following jobs and we would come back to in the summers we would move and we'd come back to bismarck in the when school year started and so it wasn't really a thought of i mean my my world was north dakota and i feel like if you, if i would be in this current environment i probably would have had a lot different lo- outlook of saying what should i do you know tyler my son hey he went to went to pacific after you know after und and it was hey that would would have never even been thought of my parents if i would have said hey dad i want to go to oregon he would have went really where's oregon (laughs) what the hell you want to go there for you know so uh you know i just i guess it's just how the things were during that time. i think a real testament of that too is darren ersted at at a little bit after you maybe or probably around the spread he he was probably maybe 10 years after me maybe okay yeah but like darren ersted was like a top five athlete in the country yep. and he made it to nebraska which is like two states over right it's, the, it's not that far right right no that's exactly right now obviously he excelled there but but so yeah you just your opportunities just seems a little less uh back then and um but no regrets you know i, I just follow no my path i had a great time at und and you know still with some great friends and you just you were a trailer park boy. I was a trailer park boy. I, hey, it's no no disrespect to people in construction, man. Because you know, hey, I at the time I didn't know any different. I loved it. We loved it. I mean, every place we went to was a new opportunity to meet people. And are you more of a Corey or a Trevor? Whoa, help me out there. A Corey or a Trevor? Trailer park boys. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you have to give me the. Well, yeah, I got a better question for you. So, when you're playing at UND, are, were there some things you did as like a football team in the terms of extracurriculars that today would just not fly? Like one example I had was great question. Um, there was a guy that I heard about at uh, U Mary, my beloved school that I went to. Uh, that would do uh, kegs and eggs every morning at 8 a.m. before he played in a football game. Wow. And he was one of their better players. Is there something along those lines that you guys had? Hey, not by me. I didn't do any kegs and eggs. <laughs> we, I mean, we did have some stuff like pre-fall and after after fall, uh, the two days were done, where we would go over to a place in Minnesota and we would actually get, we would take food, catered food from, our, from the Wilkerson Cafe and... That, I mean, I was a freshman at the time, so the, the seniors would help or, orchestrate it. And we'd go over there, and we had rookie races. You know, and it was rookie races with, you know, Heart River rum <laughs> <laughs> type stuff. And, and so, you know, it, it got a little out of hand. And frankly, you know, there was, I wouldn't say bullying, but in some aspects, you know how it is, aspects, it was 
seniors kind of picking on some freshman stuff. And frankly, when I got to be a senior, I kind of vowed as a freshman, I said, I'm not going to let that happen because it was really frustrating for me that I was actually, I knew that I was playing, that by the time rookie or pre-fall was done, I mean, an opportunity to play as a true freshman. And I felt like I had made some good connections with the seniors and juniors and whatever else like that. And then you get to these rookie races and then you kind of get belittled a little bit and you feel like you're not part of the team. And I just said, I'm not going to let that crap happen. That's just not right. That's not a way to welcome somebody on your team that you're going to need to help support you during the year. And so fortunately, uh, by the time I got to be a senior, I was in a leadership role. I was a captain my last year. And we said, we're not doing that. We had rookie, we had an event, but it wasn't anything like that where we uh, forced, the forced alcohol poisoning no. on the people. <laughs> well, no, yeah. and it was. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's you're standing on a pedestal and it's like you're singing your school song and you're drinking until you throw up. What a great program. <laughs> yeah, huh? You're doing terrific. Well, uh, you said uh, catered stuff from Wilkerson cafeteria does that just mean you stole a bunch of food no actually we went and got and picked it up we didn't steal anything yeah because i've been in there where it's like there's a whole thing of bagels right there and so i'm walking out and it's under my shirt and i'm like i got bagels for a week no no he's funny story as a matter i mean i think of wilkerson i think of college where you'd go out and i didn't do this but you know you needed a salt shaker hey you took a salt shaker i mean then it's like you know chuck didn't do that (laughs) Somebody has with Still me. Still got him. <laughs> but I thought, okay, that's done. People don't do that anymore. I literally was out last night. Somebody took a ketchup bottle from the lodge. Did you report it to law enforcement? No, I was with one of the owners, and he kind of saw it and let, let it happen. He oh, you saw, you saw it happen. It wasn't oh. like, hey, there's no ketchup. On my no, 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 they, literally, they literally put it in their purse, and it was kind of one of those things going, Really? I will say that ketchup at restaurant always tastes better Does than it? ketchup at home. Okay. <laughs> I guess I've never thought if I was out of hot sauce that I would just go to the lodge and have a beer and you know take the Tabasco home. But N- now you have. <laughs> yeah. So it was just kind of a, this reincarnation yeah. of college again going. I mean, these the little tiki glasses I would probably steal. This would be a good one to take. <laughs> Absolutely. That's kind of cool. I mean, don't right? do it. <laughs> don't do it. I thought this was my gift. Yeah. Well, yeah. I no. Mean, <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're, I mean, your lips have been on it, Chuck. It's yours. It's christened. Yeah. Uh, what level was UND competing at uh, in football at the time? We were Division Two in football, and I did not have good years the first three years. Actually, the year before I got there, I think they were 7-0 and and then kind of tanked the last few games. And so I'm sure you want to get in this Bison conversation, so I'll just kind of lead it off. Uh, I don't want so, I hate the Bison. <laughs> their, their games are on over Notre Dame games, so that's for that reason, I hate the Bison. <laughs> so we lost our first three years badly to um, NDSU, and and our senior year, we, we had really close. Actually, whoever would have won, it was the last game of the year back then, and whoever would have won that last game was going to get to the playoffs, and we were tied at 27, and they scored a touchdown. Uh, we had the ball with about a minute and a half left, about the 50-yard line. And back then, Phil Hansen was playing for the Bison. And remind me, i got to re- rewind a story about recruiting Phil Hansen. And anyway, Phil Hansen had a sack on uh, the other guard. I was a left guard. The other guard, Monty Smith, was a right guard. I actually got drafted by the Denver Broncos. Oh, you just answered my next question. <laughs> and so he got drafted by the Broncos in the sixth round. And Phil Hansen went over him and ended up getting the sack and on fourth down and stopped the game. But Phil Hansen, incidentally, when he came to, he came up to UND to, to 
to he did his visit and we were and so dave st pete i keep saying dave's name i'm not trying to drop names dave and i are just un, awesome friends we've been friends for a long time and so dave came out and so we took phil to east grand forks where the it was 19 i'm sure phil was 19 at the time when when he was in the oh, drinking yeah, age yeah, of yeah 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 i'm sure for you. yeah phil is 19 i'm sure yeah i am 12 <laughs> <laughs> and so we uh so we took him out and he actually by the end of the night he had hey i'm going to und he put his name up on the wall there i'm sure it sounded something like i got you Andy. <laughs> no yeah that's what it was you gotta sign this piece of paper so two weeks later he ended up going to ndsu so god dang it well that guy's really his word is worth a <laughs> yeah lot. my word right? is my bond yeah, what about uh Whitey's in East Grand Forks. Oh man, holy cow! What a, what a legendary place. No longer even a thing. No, it's crazy to think I, that because I even in in my time it was still technically Whitey's, and I had a friend who bartended there, so we went and checked it you out uh, pretty often. But yeah, no longer a thing. No. Sad. It is sad how things have changed. Ugh. Those traditions and those things you have back in the day, those are really good. That when the, those things go away, that's not a good thing. Was Joe Black's a thing? Joe Black's was not a thing. As a matter of fact, I've been in Joe Black's a couple times when I go up, gone up to see Carly when Carly was there. Tyler never took me to Joe Black's. Carly took me to Joe Black's yeah. at the end of the nights there, and it was, I was there long enough to buy her a drink and say, honey, call me if you need a ride. I, I need to get out of here. Smart man. <laughs> it was it seemed like a place for an old guy like me, even at 50 at the time when I was there, that I should be in that place. Yeah, Carly and I had a few classes together. Uh, she told me that. You know, I better get a good grade, otherwise Chuck's going to get on me. And I said, there for the go. sake of Chuck, let's both do well on this class. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm glad I could motivate you a little bit somehow. Jordan, Jordan drop it I feel a like week Chuck later. Is, <laughs> I feel like Chuck is also checking my grades. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Here's my password, my student account. Just keep me honest. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I, I remember you coming over and playing darts late some nights. I can recall those the, nights. The dart nights were awesome. Those were fun nights. Yeah, we'd have to... Uh, move the car out a little bit Absolutely. so we didn't so we didn't scratch up the Lexus <laughs> if we threw a bad shot and <laughs> that yeah, was a, that was a good time it was uh, we, we go summers. way back Chuck I'm, I'm glad you came on the podcast I really am um, question were football players and perhaps people in general uh, were they tougher in the eighties I mean tougher were they like what size were you faster probably not I mean I was I got recruited. I finished my basketball season as a senior at probably 195, maybe 190. And then I lifted really hard in track, probably gained another maybe 15 pounds of muscle by the time I got there. So I got recruited at maybe a, like a wide out potentially or free safety. And then when I got there, I was probably two, maybe 215, maybe 220. And so then they moved me to tight end at the time. And, uh, and that was just there briefly. And an up crazy story. It was college. It sounds crazy. It is <laughs> How crazy. How did you go from a free safety to yeah, a can left I, guard? Yeah. <laughs> can I just interject really quick? You said you got recruited as a safety, then moved to tight end, and then you got moved to. I got moved to tackle. <laughs> what? But then I you played, said you played right guard or left guard. Well, I played left tackle my freshman year. So literally, it was the third game. The, I didn't go to Northern Arizona when I was the first game, which was really frustrating because I thought I should have got traveled. And at that point, I was still a tight end. And then they moved me. When they came back, we got our ass kicked by Northern Arizona. It was like 41-0 or something like that. And they just, the team just panicked. 
And they just basically, we had senior linemen, junior and senior linemen that had excelled the year before as offensive linemen. They basically went and replaced these, some of these seniors. I replaced a fifth-year senior who was 6'6", 305 pounds. They moved me at 6'4", 215, and I started at left tackle. The safety recruit. And, I mean, I got my ass kicked that first year. It was, I mean, it was not a good. I would have loved if they would have updated your, like, position on the roster or, like, the pamphlet or whatever you get to start out the game. And it's like, all right, we got a safety starting at left nope. tackle for <laughs> UND. So, yeah, I mean, that was tough. I got to tell you, if you, when I go back to think of the top five tough moments in my life was when Pat Burns called me in his office and told me they were moving me to tackle. I mean, it was, ooh, I went home and back to the dorm. And, I mean, I, I got tears in my eyes. That was horrible. Because uh, I've really felt like if I would have stayed at a tight end that I had an opportunity to play in the NFL. And I, to this day, I'll still say that. I see people that, that played, that I played with, that had um, – Played some scab ball on that, and I know I was equally as good of an athlete as those guys, but um, never got the chance. And I mean, I think I by the time I was a senior, I was I think I went from two two fifteen or two twenty, then I was probably two thirty five or two forty, then I was two fifty five as a junior, then I was probably two sixty five to two seventy as a senior. And I wasn't big at the time. I mean, I was big physically and fast and and those things, but I it, I wasn't a three hundred and five pound road graders you see now that are playing yeah. i mean that that are uh it's just a, it's a different time and you don't you don't see as many athletic guards i guess that's what i felt like our was i was and then they played that way we had a lot of pulling a lot of sweeps a lot of things where i got a chance to use my athleticism and by the time i got to be a senior because roger thomas came in when i was a junior or a sophomore so that whole experience was phenomenal roger thomas jeff tesh who was um, he was my line coach. He ended up going to Bemidji State and being Evans. Not to be confused with Jeff Tesher, who also played for UND. <laughs> no, not to be confused with Jeff Tesher. Um, and then Rob Bollinger. You know, <laughs> you know that guy? Oh, he's, yeah. a, he's a St. Mary's guy. Yeah. That's right. Of course. There must be hidden something. Love, just... I love Jeff. <laughs> that was really authentic. I believe that. Um, so it, it was just a time where t- I, I, didn't, I wasn't big, and we had no other linemen that were – probably anything over 275 at the time. So to answer the question, yes, people were tougher in the 80s. No, and I, okay, I would say... I think they're more athletic you just said now, it was tough. the fact that people back then didn't really know what concussions were and were playing through... You went from safety to guard. <laughs> well, here's what you had, though, is what you see it nowadays is the opportunities. Now you go to UND, I mean, the facilities are unbelievable. You know, we didn't have that. <laughs> So that the opportunities kids have now at those those colleges, and I mean, there's still some obviously maybe lower end colleges that don't have that. But if you just wanted to compare what UND and NDSU is doing, and in terms of their facilities and the money that's going into those programs, and the the what the locker rooms and the the indoor facility, I mean, hey, we played outside when it was like now, this cold. We played the Bison in the last game of the year when I was a, a sophomore. It was so freaking cold. We literally could practice. We would go outside practice for like three periods, maybe four, five-minute periods. So it was 20 minutes, and you'd come inside for 20 minutes. It was that cold. I mean, you would heat your shoes up on the sidelines, and you'd put them. I mean, it, it was so freaking cold. You so, just have an open barrel. <laughs> yeah, on the yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, we don't, we don't have heaters on the sideline. We just have an open no, barrel like the was, hobos do. There was no stinking heaters. I, and there was guys on my team like, we're wearing short sleeves. I went, are you stupid? <laughs> there is no value to me of thinking that I'm going to make somebody think that I'm tougher than him because my arms are 
pink because they're so cold. And it, I, you guys, I'm sure, all know this. It really hurt. It hurts when you got sleeves on when you when you get T- your arms yeah. touch anything. Yeah, or get hit. And so I was like, that's ridiculous. I would wear like long sleeves and like I'm sorry, I'm not going to be that stupid. I never wore long johns, but I mean, I wore long sleeves and whatever else. And so it, th- that it was a lot tougher because of the facilities because of the the weather because of those things so i you know i don't want to tell people now that they're not as tough as we were then because you know there's some really tough kids that are out there playing right now short answer yes yeah i can tell you (laughs) i'm not tough (laughs) (laughs) so when matt and i come up next season uh you know we're gonna go to the alaris the canadian chuck's you're gonna you're gonna introduce us to all the all the peeps and be like absolutely podcast guys absolutely all right we'll be there I still know the guys. Yeah, they, they have a – that's one cool thing about playing college athletes, athletics, is that they still stay, stay really close. I mean, we just had one of our – sad story, our punter, he ended up getting cancer, and he was struggling to – you know, we are all competitive in everything we do. And his name's Corey Solberg, and he had, he had cancer, and he thought he could you know, beat it, and he, everything he was doing he wasn't. So he had a lot of mental illness and actually tried to take his own life. And – the strength of Corey has sent us. He tends to text me the other day, and he just said, "Hey, this the brotherhood that we had at UND. A lot of our teammates at the time got together and just kind of tried to reach out to him and talk to him about how important he was to be around and to us and to his family and everything else. And he said it really helped him pull through. And now he he had a really great special on. Uh, I think it was KVLY or one of the Fargo stations. They had a deal on him on." On mental illness and he was he's speaking out on it now to but it, it just tells me a testament to the brotherhood you have at at athletics and it's at high school athletics too but you think yeah. of the level you're spending 60 hours a week with these guys i mean you're doing everything with these guys especially football night. there's 11 guys on the field you know you got you got to trust the other 10 absolutely to do their job so you can do yours you got 80 in the program too so 100 it's like- Hundred guys of the program. Actually, they actually cut it off at a hundred. They do have these preferred walk-ons. Unless you're now, St. John's, Minnesota, where you have well, 185 people on your roster, <laughs> right. <laughs> right? And so, no, it's. I mean, it's it's pretty special to be part of college athletics. Well, I'm glad he's speaking out on uh, mental health. It's definitely something yeah. uh, we should all talk about. But I I, I meant that because I went to uh, UND game with Tyler, and yeah. I remember meeting up with you, and you just you literally introduced Tyler and us to like like four different groups of people and it was just a good time. So, yeah. So that's awesome. I, hey, anytime I'm up there and you're around, I'm absolutely. I'll Matt, write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody. I mean, you know, it's so that's a good time. This question you kind of answered cause you said, you know, if you did play tight end, you still to this day would say you went to the NFL, but looking back on it, thinking of your career, uh, did you have some solace at the end of your career because of how much you did play and oh. and the impact, like you said, of freshman year of the hazing or whatever you want to yep. call it, all the way to your senior year of changing that, and now going back and having the brotherhood you did? Like, do you have solace at at the end of your career? You're like, man, I did everything I could. Absolutely. I mean, I'm proud that I started forty whatever games in a row and uh, you know never never missed a game, never missed a start was injured a lot of the times, played injured. I uh, ended up being a, in the leadership side of things. We had five captains my senior year. And uh, to see kind of turn the program around where we sucked to where we had a chance <laughs> our senior year to get in the playoffs. And then they continued with Roger and Thomas and his group. To, so absolutely, I take a lot of pride in going back to say, you know, we, we 
That's what we do later on in life, right? You kind of second guess what should God should have I done this? I should have went into this. I could have been really good in podcasting, right? Yeah, sort of, you know, you should have been a ner- people second guess their life, and it's just part of being having a drink and BSing over you know your life. And so, no, I don't have any regrets, and I have I'm extremely proud of how things were, and I just I'm one of those guys that things happen for a reason, and my life was pretty easy up to that point. I mean, I really I mean I was successful in everything I did, and and. And so it was one of those things that sometimes life just challenges you. Yep. And are you going to quit? You know, are you going to say, nope, I could have quit right there and done something else? And, and I didn't. And I think it just it, it kept pushing me through. And that's probably why I'm successful later in my career now and in other, and actually my our jobs where I've been very driven and haven't let any of those setbacks or those tough times, you know, push me the the weak way and so i've you know i've got a lot of pride in what i did back then well said chuck yeah that, that, that got me jonesed <laughs> up a little bit i was yeah. gonna say my only regret is i'm not 13 inches taller and athletic i maybe could have made it to the g league <laughs> yes there you go well hey we haven't said we could have been good at podcasting yet uh, we're still trying our best you but guys are great don't be saying you're not you're awesome I yeah i never do usually that. i get a little too drunk so let's this be is an awesome <laughs> setup it really and truly is think about I mean, again, it's something that people just didn't think about doing. And when Tyler told me you guys were doing this, it was like, that's pretty damn cool. It's cool to, to figure something that you might be different in and you really enjoy and not just going, I should have, but saying I did. That's we, really cool. We might need a weekly call with Chuck. Just like, hype <laughs> us up a little bit. Chuck, we're a little down this week. We've got the blues. Call me. I'll, we'll, we'll come down here to the tiki bar and sit up and drink our, you know, our Heart River rum and we'll get motivated. Well, beautiful transition, Chuck, because I would like to thank our sponsor for this episode, Heart River Spirits, which is made right here in Bismarck, North Dakota. Heart River Spirits has certified craft distilled spirits recognized by the American Distilling Institute. Uh, right now, we have a few cocktails. I'm, I'm drinking the Silver Rum. Chuck's got the coconut. We've had a few coconuts. Uh, but we also have the cinnamon and spiced. Check out our sponsors on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. And look out for updates on when the distillery is opening. It's happening very soon. It's called the Big Dog Distillery, which will be the home of Heart River Spirits at the Heart River Tiki Bar, where we're recording uh, right now, and that's for all the patrons here in Bismarck, North Dakota. If you live outside of Bismarck or uh, North Dakota in general and you're interested in trying the products, please ask your local liquor store, uh, ask the manager, talk to them. And what we're going to do is work with the distributor to get it to your area. I'm literally looking in the back right now. Uh, they're bottling right now. They're labeling. Everything's happening as we speak. We're literally at the distillery so thank you to our sponsors, Heart River Spirits. And now I need to add, as I am a safety council guy, right? Okay. When you have your extra drinks, you're, what do you, you've got a designated driver, right? Oh, yes. Uh, must be 21 plus. Please drink responsibly. Thank you, Chuck. Thank you very much. <laughs> I would be <laughs> remiss if I didn't We got to bring Chuck there. on full time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to edit this uh, ad read, and I think I had to leave that last part. Must be 21 plus. Please drink responsibly. <laughs> Absolutely. Perfect. Thank you for adding that. <laughs> All I appreciate we've, that. We've, we talked about high school. We've talked about college. I want to get into like your sport fandom. Who is your 
NFL, your MLB, your WNBA. I have a guess that he's a Twins fan. Just a hunch. I got to tell you, though, I didn't grow up a Twins fan. Well, that's uh, one of your best friends just so happens to be the president <laughs> of the goddamn Twins. <laughs> so I've changed, okay? But when I've I changed. I, I grew up a Pirate fan, man. I was a big-time Pirate Tough fan. Break. I was, I was, we are family, baby. I mean, it was Willie Stargell. It was, I mean, even Clemente a little bit. I remember him when I was six years old that he was playing in 72. And so I was a big time Pirates fan. As a matter of fact, you speaking of Dave St. Peter, you call Dave and say, hey, what, what do you need? I had this pirate unit, he called it. I had these, these cut-off yellow uh, sweats and a pirate shirt that I used to wear all the time. And he called it my pirate uni. And I was, I loved the Pirates, but obviously now I'm a Twins fan. And it's as much as Dave's there, but it's 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 even more the fact that Tyler, my son, is a big Twins fan. So at some point, you guys are going to have kids in your life, right? And <laughs> no, but I mean, ultimately, being able to spend time with your son, who's a big Twins fan, that's really obviously with Dave there, it doesn't hurt. I mean, so we got to give Tyler a signed Tony Oliva ball. Now I don't have any sort of certificate of certification or anything, but. Or authenticity, but I gave him a Tony Oliva. That's signable. really cool. Yeah, I was like, you need it more than I. You know, I'm a Cubs fan. And here's this weird. Oh, are you okay? I got a so Kirby, I got a Kirby Puckett sign ball in our yeah. studio. Met him once. I was four. That's, I mean, <laughs> I had opportunities, but I got to tell you, I guess I really respected Dave and the point that when I was with him, whether it would be in the when he took me for you know tours and back in the locker rooms and stuff like that, and if we happen to come across somebody. I always respected him because I know his purpose wasn't to get me an autograph or get me, yeah. you know, and so I never, I never did that. I never called out to him and said, hey, Dave, can I get a bad autograph? I never, ever did that. And I think he really probably respected that of me that I didn't utilize that. And I didn't, I mean, there was times when he'd, he'd say to me, hey, don't, you can call and ask me for tickets. It's okay. You know, and, um, you know, he's always taking care of me on that side of things. So, yes, I'm a Twins fan now, wasn't then. And, and now in football, who, who, who so, am I? A Vikes? I, I know. I can even admit that out loud. I am a Minnesota Vikings Well, I was going to say, Matt and I are just going to take along to a UND game, then we're going to take along to a Twins game. There you go. I, I invited you to be on the podcast. Is that what it was? For tickets. Oh, okay. I get it. Damn it. Using me. You got a Carolina Panthers hookup? <laughs> I actually do. I got a guy that I know what? real well down there. Are you shitting me right Absolutely. now? <laughs> Panthers. That's what this guy's got season tickets. And he said, I have any time you ever want to come down there and take care of me so are you a panther fan yeah no way eh, it's pretty tough <laughs> it's all right though that's pretty well, cool i had to end my sam darnold for mvp campaign a little <laughs> early this year but uh he's starting this week so okay get okay. after it i'm also so, wearing a browns shirt because i'm jumping on their bandwagon to end the year but by the time this comes out they'll probably be eliminated from the playoffs <laughs> yeah so vikings a <laughs> i've been a viking vikings fan my whole life be man it's just killing me but yeah i'm a viking fan uh Again, back in the day with the Chuck Foreman, I and I do when we do our football broadcasts, I use more of those olden days Fran Tarkentons to the Chuck Foreman, so those things. And I'm sure people are listening and going, "Who in the hell are you talking Tommy about?" Tommy Kramer. Tom. Well, I don't know if I use a lot of Tommy Tommy Kramer. He, he's ones. big on Twitter. That's all I know. <laughs> okay. mm -hmm. I met Tommy Kramer. He's mm -hmm. been at, he's been at the lodge. You shitting me? Oh my God! No, he's, he's a Notre Dame guy, isn't he? Let's get this guy. He on the is. Podcast. He has been at the lodge. He would. I guarantee you he'd probably go on the podcast. Tommy Kramer was in North Dakota doing a, in, in at the lodge doing uh, yeah. signing something, but he was. That was going to be my next was, question. Why the hell is Tommy Kramer? There's a good <laughs> chance he was pretty drunk at the lodge. Um, yeah, sounds like our guest. <laughs> I've allegedly heard and 
seen from feet away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's the Vikes and who am I missing? Oh, basketball. I don't. I, I'm a Nick fan. I'm a I'm a diehard Nick fan in in hoops. So I followed them all the way. The Bernard Walt Frazier is my favorite player ever. I still use the Earl the Pool Pearl conversation about the spin move that he had back in the day. So you know, not these obscure. I'm not a you know. I follow the Timberwolves, but it's Knicks. It's I'm, I'm glad you're not a through and through Minnesota fan. No, those never, people you cannot trust. They're exa- they're exhausting. No, yeah. oh, I like the Vikes till the day I die. Maybe yeah. or until next week. Haven't really decided yet. <laughs> and then it's Cubs. It's Georgia Bulldogs. Really, Kansas. You, we always tell our guests when we have guests from all over. They're from L.A. or from New York, wherever Chicago. They're like, oh, who's your fans? It's like, well, we could choose whoever the hell we wanted because we grew up in North the goddamn Coda. Didn't have anybody that we had to be loyal to. Yeah. Not from the professional side of things. Unless you go to college with the president of the Twins, then it's a little <laughs> bit different. But <laughs> It's all right. Twins are, are hard to be fans of, but I'm not, as, I'm not as big of a baseball fan as I used to be. I was in, used to be in fantasy. You know, when you're in fantasy leagues, that just gets you locked into more players than anything, but it really oh, gets yeah. you to follow the – sport and for how many years out of college i i ran a fantasy league and i just got too exhausting and i haven't li- in the last 15 years and just i just haven't followed as much so is that like a pay like was it internet fantasy league no it was me going in the paper looking at box scores for 162 not, games 162 games and i mean I'm that's not, a full-time job now <laughs> my background's finance and accounting okay that's i mean i'm a cpa that's my background humble break and so <laughs> And so I, I did, I would literally go to every box score throughout the week and I would keep track and I would hand write. It was, it was, see why it's exhausting. I couldn't just push, hey, how did my team do on, you know, ESPN fantasy? I do do need an accountant. (laughs) Taxes aren't going to do themselves. Yeah. Let's just say, uh, are you going to do, are you going to do the podcast taxes? Yes or no? I thought you said you weren't getting paid. So how's that going to, how's that working? I meant we're. I meant we're not getting. Why do I want this? Yeah, because I want to make bank, bro. Oh, there you go. I want to get ass. I want to drive a Range Rover. I'm a long. That's way. awesome. Yeah, I'm a long way from that Range Rover <laughs> and ass. <laughs> uh, so I, I, we, I can we, hook you we, up. We lose money every yeah. year. Do we need a CPA for that? If we're losing money sure. annually. What do you do? It and you do it on your own or what? You cook the books. <laughs> I don't do that. No, I'm ethical. I would not do that. <laughs> All right, you heard it here first. <laughs> I'm glad you said that right before I was going to bring up the North Dakota Safety Council. There you go. Which you are currently head honcho. Would that be a good term to use? Well, head honcho, I've shoveled today. So, you know, head honcho. you got to do it all. It's a lot of meanings in terms of what you're doing. And so, you ever seen a lead wolf, a leader of the wolf pack? He walks in the back. There you go. So you got to shovel. There you go. Is what I'm saying. Absolutely. I'm with you. No, that's it's 15 years. It'll be next week that I've been there. It's crazy. Congratulations. 15 years. And you were with Lisa since you were in high school. You're just... I'm just I know. I'm a longevity loyal. guy. You're the last true family man. <laughs> the last true family man. So, no, I love it. Actually, when I went to you and when I went to the safety council, to be honest with you, I was with the company for probably four or five years, and I just... It was, it was time for me to go. And a friend of mine had been coming to Bismarck for every month for the last, for like six months. A guy I went to college with and had plenty of uh, drinks with. 
And he'd come in Bismarck and we go out to lunch and I didn't really follow what the hell he was doing here. And he's like, oh, hey, I'm on the board of directors and trying to find a director for the safety council. And it didn't even, I wasn't even thinking, it didn't cross my mind like, okay, whatever, Dave, let's go have a beer kind of thing. And uh, after about six months and frustrations with my job, I said, God, would I, would, could I do that job? I mean, I don't really know a ton about safety. I, as a financial officer, I was responsible for it, but I didn't you know, think super into it. And he's like, well... It's a fixer-upper. We only have two employees, and you know it would be a lot of work. And I'm, I'm, I wouldn't promise you that you're going to like it. And I'm sure you could do a great job at it. And I just, it's again, things happen for a reason. And I took it. I said, I'm in. Let's go interview. And we were actually in this hole in the wall down, downtown at the, uh, I don't know what it was at the time, Radisson or Holiday Inn or what the hell it was called, but it's a, it was just a hole in the wall office. Horrible. I mean, it was smoke tracks in the ceiling it was it was they hadn't changed the carpet in 25 years it was the the ceiling had fallen in in the boardroom because somebody didn't flush the shit or too many times upstairs i mean it, i'm not kidding it was it was a bad so i'm sitting in this boardroom and i'm going what in the hell am i doing <laughs> okay and there's like five people interviewing me and they and they said to me got any questions and i said well i got one i said when you hire me how long do I have to stay here? And one of the guys looked at me and said, that's a pretty arrogant question. You know, I mean, when we hire you and, and why would you make such a bold statement? I just said, well, here's the thing. And I told him why I said, I felt like image and branding is a major piece of being successful in in an organization. And they said, you know, if, if we hire you and if you can prove that, you know, you can make sense financially and blah, 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 blah. And I said, okay. And so I got hired January 1st of, well, this, well how long ago? 15, 2007. And you're the math guy. January 2nd, actually, I started 2007. And we moved into a new building October 1st, 2007. And so it just kind of started the things. We moved into the chamber building. We were a tenant in the chamber then for probably 10 years. And then the last four, I mean, part of the vision was doing more. And then now you we got a brand new facility. It's just an amazing uh, facility we have across from the Aquatic Center up on the BSC campus and something that I would have never envisioned except board members said to me, you know what? Think big. Make it happen. Here, here's what Chuck said in the interview. Gator don't play no shit. You, you feel me? Gator never been about that. Never, never been about playing no shit. Do you guys do defensive driving? Absolutely, we do. Okay, so that's where I know. Yeah. Here we go. First aid CPR, <laughs> defensive driving. I did uh, it when it was up that the, the chamber building kind of yeah, like rang a yeah. bell for me. I did it. Yeah. And did you need it for something? No, or? my parents were like, <laughs> "We're gonna get four dollars off a month for insurance. If right. you take this like absolutely eight hour class." So I was like, "Do I have a choice?" And they're like, "No, absolutely, we'll drop you off." And it's like uh, I don't have a car yet, so cool. Yeah, so it's, we do that. That's part of it. I mean, that's a small piece of what we do. So we, defensive driving, first aid, do a lot of other occupational safety training. We do advocacy. We do a ton of community safety. I mean, we're doing uh, pr uh, personal protection, so self-protection. We have some classes where we're teaching people. Like uh, self-defense. Self-defense. Karate absolutely. chopped to the face. Absolutely. We got, I mean, it's we so got a karate studio in the new office. <laughs> We've really expanded our role, and that's the exciting part. That's why I'm still there 15 years later, because my thoughts was I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be here for you know, a few months and get a paycheck and try to find something else in the meantime. And, man, I, 
you get involved in doing something that has a purpose, and the North Dakota Safety Council has a mission of saving lives and preventing injuries, and it really just kind of sucks you in. And 15 years later, you just know you've made a difference in people's lives, and you know maybe even you save somebody's life along the way, and it really makes you sleep well at night. Well, one of your ex-employees, uh, Mason Sisk, he's hey, actually yeah. been on the show. Oh, has he? So okay. now you, Woody, and Siski. You all have that in common. There you go. A resume material. This is big. Yeah. I'm going to add. I'm going go back and add it right now. That's going to get me my next job in life. Do you right? want to use my computer can to I, get on your can, LinkedIn? Can I, can I do that? <laughs> <laughs> on my LinkedIn. There you go. Absolutely. So. Well, I said the defensive driving because I think I was 16 when I took it. And I was the only one that was like under the age of 30. And they're going around. Why do you have to take this? You can't be too careful. A lot of bad drivers out there. there Which it was well, like going on like. My parents made me, and they're like, so cheaper insurance, okay. And then everyone else was like, court ordered. I got my fourth DUI. It's like, so we've changed it. There's a new course called Live at 25. So it's per just specifically for that is where that it is. You want to be in a classroom setting that makes you feel comfortable to talk about it. Okay. Probably because I was so scared. I was I was the person That's, that made were, that. Maybe house. you were the they yeah had it at the jail. And I was the source <laughs> yeah, of yeah. No. to get intake and everything. Guy, guy was wearing an ankle bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> so no, we have a class called Live at Twenty Five, and it's specifically for you know younger drivers and talks about everything that gets and you know, just kind of getting into driving and the, your responsibility and those pieces. And it's 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 a really a, it, I mean it's it's a great class for us to have, and we we teach probably. 10,000 people a year that use our product in North Dakota. So it's pretty cool. Well, how, how much of it is just like of North Dakota safety council. It's like, when I think of safety, it's don't do dumb shit. <laughs> it's just like, how could have this been prevented? I don't know. Don't yep. climb a tree with a chainsaw that's running. Yep. No, there's safety is a lot of common sense, but guys, you, you know, there's a lot of people don't have a lot of common sense out there. And so there's definitely a lot of that uh, conversation going on where you have to just let people understand how, how it affects, how what you do is gonna, could affect somebody else's life. You know, you're going to go out and drink and drive. It's not just about you. It's about the people on the road. You're not going to put your seatbelt on. Well, guess what? If you're a passenger, you know what? If I get in a crash and now your ass flies in from the back seat and flies forward and hits me and now, you know, it's so when I, I, I happens, unfortunately, more times and I care to think about it is where I get in a car and I'll say to somebody, okay, you put your seatbelt on. He goes, I'm not wearing my freaking seatbelt. I'm like, yeah, you are. You're going to get out. And they're like, no, I, let's go. I'm going, no, I'm dead serious. I'm, I'm six, four. This what isn't just, gonna, this isn't about just about me. You know, this is about you. I don't care. I don't, I, you got to put it on for my safety and for the other people in the, in the car's safety. And so um, hopefully my kids are thinking the same thing. I even got Woody backing into now, you know, you, so what are you backing in? Backing in with his vehicle. Oh, into, I do that spots. all the time. I find the two biggest trucks in the parking lot, and I park my 06 Toyota Highlander right in between them. And you, do you, and you back your car up? Yeah. And why do you do that? So when so I look like a badass? To yeah, Jordan says, che check this out. It's a power move. Oh, it's a power <laughs> move. Well, it, if you want to call it a power move, great. It's a it's an intelligent move because now you get a chance. There's so many people who back over. You know, they don't get a chance to walk around. You back over somebody or something. You back into a spot now, and now when you leave your location, now you you're looking. Now you forward. just run over them with the front of your car. <laughs> Hopefully, you don't do that. Yeah, if if you run over with the front of your car, it just means you suck at driving yeah. and paying attention. Chuck's yeah. just like that was not what I was getting. Stop. Right. Stop. Sarcasm is big right now. I can tell it, but um, you know, safety is a serious thing, and uh, we, you know, but you got to be 
Every time we say something ridiculous, Chuck's over here like, stop, stop. Okay, good. That's pretty good. All right. All right, that's pretty good. Yeah, stop. Um, Stop. Might wrap it up soon here, but I do want to ask about uh, the time that, you know, your son Tyler and I, we became good friends over slow pitch softball. You bet. Now, Chuck here, great supporter of the team. Was there every week? Yeah, came there every week. Uh, One week you came. Uh, your son Tyler got ejected in the first game after hitting a home run. Proud father moment, yes or no? Okay, so let's remind me of the time. So he hit a home run. He got it ejected. What did he? What did he say? Well, no, I actually, to be frank, he got ejected for drinking beer outside yeah. of the dugout. Yeah, but I remember he he hit a home run. Yep, I was like, nice, Chuck's here, way to show off. Moments later, ejected. Proud father moment. What I would tell you is, unfortunately, it happened a lot, and I didn't. I didn't do that. Like maybe in tournaments, you know, you'd go in between games. But you should just sipping on a beer. You weren't drinking. Is that you, not safe? If you weren't Probably. drinking at softball. You weren't trying at softball. <laughs> so hey, he was an adult at the time. So you know what? He, he can hopefully he makes good decisions, and that may not have been one of his best decisions that he ever made. But I, you know, I just the question remember. is, did he do it again? But that home run yeah. was pretty cool. <laughs> I just remember giving him crap, like, well, what's, who's Chuck going to watch in the second game? Because this is the first of two games. I stuck around. I didn't yeah. leave. I don't well, think. Of course, you're, you're a supporter. Absolutely. Not Tyler, but the team was, you guys got a lot of good kids. Yeah. There are a lot of into these professions now. It's cool to watch all these guys that are, you know, we don't kind of name drop all of our friends, Chuck. They don't listen anyway. Don't they? I don't think so. And you call them your friends? Yeah. They should be listening. You guys do a great job. Damn it's entertaining. Right, Chuck. Yeah. You, well, now we're back to the Chuck motivation. How's your, uh, <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> how's your podcast going? What do you think of podcasting? I, I love it. you do work with uh, sports. Well, yeah. What is it called? Please it's called PSP me. Network. Yes, PSP. There yeah, I just switched. That's Speaking of a crazy thing, I'm sure Scott talked about that after 25 years of doing broadcasting for Clear Channel or iHeartMedia or whatever else, that we made the uh, decision this year to kind of take a leap and move it, go into the internet world of uh, broadcasting. And man, it's been amazing. It has absolutely been amazing that, first of all, we get, we're more in control of what we're doing, which is really cool. Obviously, you guys get a chance to co- set up who you want to do, what do you want to say. How, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot better to be in charge than to have somebody tell you what to do and what not to do. And so it was frustrating over the last couple of years for us. And so moving into PSP Network, it's been amazing. I mean, it's a lot more work now because we're producing, we're actually doing video, we're doing audio, we're doing all that. And uh, But when we just did a Mandan Holiday Tournament and to see the fans talk about it and, you know, get get kids even saying like we, you know, I interviewed a kid, Tyus Thomas after the Glen Owen game as and, and he went back and got a chance to, he was watching it and kind of said, Hey, who's that guy who interviewed me? Did he didn't he used to be a big deal. My dad said he's kind of used to be a big deal. And I'm like, okay, that was a long time ago. That was a big deal. But to see kids just get so excited to be interviewed, that's what makes it. You know what I mean? When you go down and talk to these guys now, what doesn't make is when you interview a kid and they lock up, that's not a good program, but thankfully, after 25 years, you get it. You know how to get through that. Read the room. Yeah, you don't want to embarrass the kids, and yeah. you know, in those pieces. But there's some just amazing kids that you get a chance to talk to, and that's what differentiates us from a lot of other programs. Is that we take time to do that. That's a big part of our program is interviewing the the 
the players and stuff after the game. So it's well, really, it's really I have fun. a two part question. Who won that man Dan holiday tournament for stuff? <laughs> Flasher did. Okay. Yeah. Over I always, I always used to read about that in the paper. It was always, yeah. Flasher, Glen Allen, trying to think it was new Salem. Yep. Yeah. Wilton. So, yep. Yep. So, okay. Good to know. And, uh, damn it. I forgot my second part question. This happens a lot. <laughs> Too many rums. <laughs> Not enough rums. Oh, okay. Yeah. It came back to me. So are you guys doing, uh, the same games and stuff you did before, or is it kind of networking to get your own games? Um, no, we're doing, Okay, when you say the same games, I mean there's a or like same same schedule or like no, we're doing way more now. Oh, okay, and plus we're adding stuff. That's the cool part. Now it's not just basketball. I mean, I get a chance. I'm doing wrestling. I'm going to do a wrestling Bismarck and Century wrestling game you coming some up here. Wrestling insight, Matt wrestled. Yeah, I I, I love watching Bismarck and Century because it actually knows what they're doing. I mean, our duels, we just get our doors blown not now. off by VHS. Well, yeah, they're good now, but yeah, I went like, to the actually well, went to the Saints uh, Bismarck High duel. But so the, the 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 question is, yes, we get a chance to do wrestling, and we're doing hockey, and we're gonna hopefully do some baseball this summer. And you know, it's just fun to be able to have your own direction in terms of what you're doing because you know when you're with a corporation, it was like you're doing this, that's it, and you got to do it this time and. You don't. You have to do this team because we do Dickinson and Minot. And well, who better to do it than the guy that played sixteen sports in high school? <laughs> and we've got you know between Woody and Todd Domries, we've been doing it for twenty five years together. So it's just it's so cool to be able to work with guys that it, it's you know it's just comfortable. Like you can tell you guys are comfortable doing. How many podcasts did you say you've done? This will be number eighty six. That's pretty cool. I mean, so after eighty six, you know how comfortable you are together. Imagine helps. doing something a thousand times. And when you're in podcast a thousand, and how comfortable it's going to be. At that point, we might not even talk. Maybe we'll just, you, we'll you're going to be thinking. getting paid then. Yeah. You're going to be getting sponsors. You're going to be at, having to get a real accountant. Hey, at we the got, time, we have great sponsors right now. No complaints on their part. Okay. But I like where your head's at, Chuck. <laughs> You've motivated us. You made us laugh. I, I think I saw a tear in Matt's eye earlier. Chuck had me going there a little bit. I can't read that far away. I clearly need to go get my eyes checked with Tyler. I yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, how can our listeners find your Safety Council podcast? North Dakota oh, Safety Council. Yeah, absolutely. You go to our website. Great question, org, And we're posting podcasts. We actually have them on. You can go to our website, or we actually have them on social media, too. So you can go to our social media, Facebook, or our uh, Twitter. Those pieces are... we. I think we've done four, maybe five now, and it's informational. Right now, we're trying to get just getting going, trying to introduce our different programs and our people, and just making it real. When you can, I mean, we're about teaching people, okay? So we have you got to get in front of a room, you know that. It, if you got a teacher that sucks or a guy in the front a presenter that sucks, it makes even even really good material tough to. You know, and we've got really awesome instructors, and so we're trying to get that out there. And you get a chance to maybe listen to a podcast, and and it's it's you know just real. It's what did you do? Oh, hey, I we talked to John Wuta. You may know John Wuta's kids. I know he went, a lot. He I went know to a lot UND. Wuta, W O U T A T. Anyway, he's our first aid CPR guy. I've been to Utah and, a few times. <laughs> been, Wu Tang Clan. The Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> Anyway, so he's just a great guy, and he was one of our first podcast guys, and we had so many good responses from going, hey, that guy's just down to earth, and you know, and is he like that as an instructor? And he absolutely is. So that's what, that's what those podcasts hopefully can do. And they got to be educational, too. We're, we're talking about things that, that probably in trying to do it in common sense terms, like you mentioned, that people can listen to it rather than being in, you know, in a classroom, that there is 
they may only be probably 20 minutes long, but yet you hope to those 20 minutes, they're informational they're inf and they're educational and they're entertaining as well. Do you ever test breathalyzers? We don't do that. Well, if you do, let us know. Uh, <laughs> be glad to help you out. Would you? I had one in college. It was really fun to play with. Was yeah. it? Oh, you had a fake one or not a real one that you could use. Yeah. No, it was a breathalyzer. Okay. It worked sometimes. Okay. But no. One of the little handheld ones yeah. that you uh, I spent a lot of money on Download it. the app oh. on your phone, you know. No, not that time. Not only you only get one phone. straw and yeah. it doesn't work. But hey, Chuck, this has been it's a been lot fun. of fun. Uh, thanks for opening up to us a little bit about your life and, you, uh, you know, being a Bismarck resident for most of your life. You definitely resonate with Matt and I. I mean, the podcast, we like to reach people outside of Bismarck, outside of North Dakota, obviously. But part of the appeal is... Uh, Bismarck's a great place, and uh, it's people like you who make it like that. So, well, thank you. you know, thanks for being part of the show. Uh, your life is very interesting. <laughs> Otherwise, we probably would have said, "Get lost, Chuck. <laughs> Go find a different podcast to be on." <laughs> and honestly, yeah, just thank you for coming. I hope you enjoyed it. Oh, I had a blast. A thanks, fun. guys. I really do. I, matter of fact, I will uh, tell me what your what kind of guy people you want to have on, and I'll help you try to get some guys. I really appreciate. Maybe we can get that. Dave on. St. Peter probably even do it. How fun would that be? And we record live during a Twins game. Maybe oh, have you Cannon, have you getting a little in greedy. center field? <laughs> <laughs> he might do that. Hey, have you been in his office? You know, move out Byron Buxton left field. Yeah, we have a podcast duo in you center gotta, field. Today. You gotta tell him that the host of the show is not only a St. Mary's graduate, just like him, see, but also a UND graduate. Okay, I did my time, so, Chuck. I got a degree. You have an uncle, okay, okay. Marlon. Yeah, Goob. Goob. <laughs> Goob graduated with me. Goob and Dave and I have, I mean, we played baseball together. So you got a, you got a connection. You're Goob's So I need, I need to name drop Goob yes. to Dave St. Pierre. I'm telling you. Hey, you know Goob? This is Goob's this drunk nephew. <laughs> I'm telling you, that will get you. That's all you need. He, he right. probably, you know, it's, you're in. I'm going to hit up Uncle Marlin, but Chuck, <laughs> Uncle thanks. Marlin. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for Thank joining the interview. I had a blast. I really did. Thanks a lot, man. Oh, and welcome to Query's Comments. This is the section where we banter about random things with Matt Query, host Joden Reichel, and Alec Larson. <laughs> Save that sound clip because that's fucking electric. Thanks, Guys, thanks to Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> thanks to Kermit the Frog's Down Syndrome cousin. <laughs> All right. I want to talk about uh, cops. Better, better start talking. And I uh, was driving the other day and a cop or ambulance or something was like a quarter mile behind me. I can judge distances. And I just didn't pull over. I just kept going like he was You're so fucking asshole. He was so far behind me. And then when he got like within an aggressive amount of time, I pulled over. But people ahead of me. I could see people through a light that were pulling over and the cop turned, which I was like, okay, I get it. That's on me. I should have pulled over earlier, I guess, and just started texting. Yes. But what about in big cities when cops turn on their lights and there's like a traffic jam? What are people going to do? Stop. They're Collaborate and stop. listen. Yeah, I know. I well, back with the <laughs> like, 
Alex <laughs> <laughs> just kept going. But yeah, I was like, what? What are they supposed to do? It's like, yeah, let me just turn on my lights in this traffic jam. Well, so I'm, you know, I finished my EMT courses. I still have yet to pass my EMT test. Right, because Jordan or I might die during recording sometime. Money's during, money's on Matt. Yeah, big during time. my ride alongs <laughs> with the EMTs, they literally. Every car that didn't pull over, they were just like, get the fuck out of the way. What are you doing, you idiot? So don't do that. Pull over. Oh, no, I definitely pull over, but, like, it's in a timely fashion. There's lights on. I can see it, and I definitely know about it. But in a big city, I think they're supposed to, wherever you're at, your vehicle is at, if there's, like, eight lanes, you're supposed to just stop so they can get through you, you know? Or just make room as close as you can. I think they should have million-dollar idea that's never going to happen, but uh, just have, like, bumper car uh, emergency vehicles that can just, like, slam into cars and just, like, go through. I think that isn't there, in that, like, uh, like the far right lane, like, isn't there a dead zone where they can just drive through? Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> Cops. Yeah, I mean, you could get a I light. I give a traffic report. Yeah, start I thought I'd run down when he put on their cops. We've I had worse ideas. About- We've had worse <laughs> ideas to start off with a goddamn traffic Al, report. Al, get, get in here. <laughs> well, since you put down cops. <laughs> I thought we were talking about the TV show, Bad Boys, Bad Boys. Yeah, that's what I thought what it was going to be. So I was like, damn, that's sick. This is a perfect thing. I was just wondering. So, you know, the Chad Isaac trial here in town. Oh, I love it. Yeah, everybody was like, I guarantee there's going to be 18 documentaries about that one. Yeah, someone told me I look like Chad Isaac. Oh, that's <laughs> tough. That is, did it bring you in for a lineup? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Which a one was he? <laughs> Which one was he? And it's like, he was 6'3", and it's just me at like 5'7". <laughs> Wasn't number four. He can leave. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> You've been really stuck on your height lately. You having height issues? No, I'm having height uh, regularities. Uh, what does that mean? I'm not, yeah realizations i'm short you're you just turned 28 the other day you realized uh now we're coming <laughs> i think he's still growing a little bit yeah you can still hit uh dave robinson uh the admiral <coughs> yeah he was my uncle's roommate in college puke. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really big bird. well talk about microphone etiquette <laughs> yeah dave robinson dave robinson me and you can talk matt he was my uncle's roommate in college. And you could get a growth spurt like him. You never know. And then the Spurs will pick you up. If that happens <laughs> and I play for the Spurs, you can have all of my winnings, my house. What are you, what are you winning? Your salary? Wait, no, Make he was going to say something else. He's thinking about what he can give you. <laughs> no, I'm trying to say what I can give you that's not on a microphone. I was going to say can that. I have I the OJ Simpson lithograph. No, that's the only thing I'll hold on to. You can have all my clothes. I'll be naked. Oh yeah, that. totally. They'll totally fit me. It's shirt of a pineapple that says "slut" on it. That should really spice up my wardrobe. <laughs> but is the pineapple the slut, or are the you the, the slut? Shirt. We don't know. The... Okay, Alec, go on. Life sentences hit me with it. I don't understand them. Like this Chad Isaac guy, he got four life sentences. Like, what is the? I okay. Number one, I figured out. I didn't I didn't I didn't google it. But I figured out that like a life sentence is 25 years. 
Why do they call it like a life sentence? It's just a finger of speech. Finger oh my one. god. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean to have a life sentence? A finger of speech? <laughs> we need to put Matt in prison for 25 years for being illiterate. A figure speech. There you go. Okay, what is a life sentence to you guys? What do you think a life sentence is? Uh, 70 years. 25 years, uh, about... Oh, yeah, like, like what do they say? 25 years to life. What does that mean? Uh, 14 years on good uh, good uh, behavior. Yeah, but if you get four life sentences without the possibility of parole, you're going to die in a prison. The whole thing is about but what without if the possibility. One life sentence. Does he have a? Just... Does he have a po- possibility of parole? Possibility. No, there's no possibility of parole. It just says like twenty. Yeah, Jordan like and I are could fighting be, it, before it, the end of this episode. It could say like ten years to life. This person gets or whatever. Or tw- twenty years That's to life. Yeah, it's usually twenty-five to it's life. Like, it's like that what song, does that mean? Twenty-five, 25 to, life. to life. It's a song. Why don't they just say life? Like you have uh, to spend because the rest if of your he's, life in jail. I mean, there's a lot of guys that get out. Like, uh, I, I did on a I life did my time. I did 26 hours. So, I, J- Jordan like is the living embodiment like of a day to life. <laughs> they can't. They count that as a week. You, you did 24 hours. They count that as a week. True. I found out. Respect. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying though. Like, what, well, what's the point? If, if, okay, so if it's life sentence, no parole, just one. 25 to life, no parole. Then then you spend your entire life. Try your best to not okay, stab somebody why, with a okay, shank. Okay, so in the Chad Isaac out. case, they did 25, it was four life sentences, no parole. How yeah, many yes. How many lives did he take? I don't fucking know. That, does that matter? Four. They give one to each account. Why the fuck do they do that? Why don't they just put the guy in jail and say, you're done. For the rest of your life, you're going to be in jail. Why, does why don't they just tie bricks to his feet and throw him in the river? Just in, case, just in case. You I thought about reincarnated. that. I would supply the bricks. It's uh. <laughs> really nice of you, Matt. <laughs> Actually, I don't know where I get bricks from. I'm going to retract that last <laughs> statement. Anyone, if you know where I could get bricks, let me know. My, my grandpa was a bricklayer. Okay, okay, never mind. Hebron Brick Co. <laughs> oh. They got bricks. So we're using those bricks to throw criminals into the river? Am I understanding this correctly? It's yeah, fine. but we have to do it four fucking times because just in case... We have to throw them in the river four times? <laughs> like he's he's, four been, dead, he's been dead for 24 hours. You bring him back up and throw him in the river again. No, you get hung one time. It's for the amount of... So you rob a store. Let's say I go and rob a Papa John's truck. <laughs> To resell no. on the black market. Stop. There's five businesses in this town that Matt knows of. The local watering hole. Yep. <laughs> Papa John. Well, yep. my last million dollar idea. <laughs> my last million dollar idea was to rob <laughs> Papa John's trucks. So let's, let's go say I rob five Papa John's trucks. Are they just gonna charge me with one robbery? If it's fucking putting you at one to life. It's up to the judge. Yeah, whatever. Why do they got to do a Let's five get times? off the law. We don't understand it. We mm, never, never will. Do. Never Forget have. It, Donnie, you're out of your element. Well, talking about some weird people. Funny we have our guest Joe in studio because I want to talk about essential oil people. <laughs> do you use essential oils? Every once in a while, baby. 
They're similar. Essential oil people are similar to us podcast people and kind of like CrossFit people. Uh, they never shut up about it. First rule of CrossFit is you never shut the fuck up about <laughs> CrossFit. Tell them about when you first wrote it on me. <laughs> I could smell Joe from a mile away at the bar one time. <laughs> I was like, what is that? What is that smell? He's like, oh, you can smell that? It's like the whole bar can smell that. <laughs> Joe is outside of the bar burning sage and just like rubbing it on his neck. <laughs> Can't wait to get in here, baby. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah, you, you know an essential oil person when they suggest adding essential oils uh, to just about everything. Like, I enjoy essential oils, but you don't see me trying to cure every single ailment around me uh, with essential oils. Yeah, there's 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 some people that, like, I had an old coworker like, a long, long time ago that was all about essential oils. Oh, I bet. She, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that's supposed to mean. <laughs> It's like, I was just giving you shit. I got shot four times last night. She's like, let me get you some herbs. <laughs> <laughs> but it's That's like- a eucalyptus that'll cure you right up. I'm hungover. Here, put this lavender up your prison wallet. You'll be good. <laughs> honestly, I would There's some hangovers that I, I would try it to just throw something up my hoop oh, to see man. if I feel better. Your hoop. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I, essential oil people uh you can't trust them as far as you can throw well, them there's, there's okay do you get you get a diffuser and you can add it to like a, a hot bath yeah i was gonna that's say that's it if yeah that's no a, not a hot bath not who takes cologne. a hot bath you're an essential oil hot bath person now oh i i will throw oh, a, I bath a bath bomb or two in a bath that i take yeah, oh they're God. in your big jacuzzi. Oh, it's good. That's gonna fire it up soon. Join the, join the club. I, I mean, shower. <laughs> you gonna shower while I take a bath? All right, I'm no. gonna get into a, a pretty on point topic with essential oils, and I want to talk about weapons. So I accidentally watched a YouTube video. I fell asleep, and it was on autoplay. And I woke up, and this YouTube video was about. In the Civil War, they had cannonballs, like, welded to chains Mm -hmm. that they would put in cannons and then light at the same time. But sometimes they wouldn't go off at the same times, so the cannonball would just shoot, and the other one would shoot, and it would just kill all of them. Yep. And that got me thinking about, like, uh, what's the... uh, Modern Warfare. No, I'm blanking on... AK-47. Mel Gibson. Braveheart. Uh, the other Mel Gibson. Wolverine. Uh, the Revolutionary War. Signs. No. Maybe it's not Mel Gibson. What a woman wants. You know the movie. Uh, the American. The Patriot. The Patriot. Uh. The Patriot. So what they do in warfare back in the Revolutionary War is they all line up. They're ready to go. Yep. And then they go, all right, this side goes first. And they all just fire their guns and like, Five people die, and then they're like, all right, this side's up now. Who says that? That's what they did in the Revolutionary War. Rules of war. Uh, Confucius. What if you didn't follow the rules of war? Moses well, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. And, That's not fair. <laughs> but have you ever seen the movie or uh, the show Deadliest Warrior? 
Have you ever seen the movie <laughs> The Patriot, the one we're discussing right now? No. Okay, no. you've seen Hot Rod. Fucker. Yeah. All right. Well, The Patriot, great movie. Watch it. It's dumb as shit. They just stand 20 yards afar from each other, afar from each other, and they just, like, fire shit in their asshole. I don't get it. I don't know what. What? They We're, fire shit in their asshole. Hmm, interesting. The Alec, go to your next topic. I'm, I'm done. Oh, it's me again. Uh, <laughs> let me talk about shorts. What pissed me off the other day was we were sitting here, and I walked into the studio. Wearing shorts. Wearing shorts. Well, what was your guys' reaction? We made fun of you. Why? It's negative fucking 13 degrees out. My car barely wait, started. Wait, wait, wait. What'd you just say? <laughs> out. Where did you make fun of me? In here. And then you Inside. Said, and so then you, how long are people... Why is it with like short sleeve t-shirts and shorts specifically shorts or jeans with holes in them? People, when it gets cold outside, it bothers the shit out of everybody around if you are inside wearing shorts and it's cold outside. Like I'm standing outside. Should cover up your skin at all times. Yeah. Okay. I, I think the reason why they were mad. This is Joe here. I don't do this often. <laughs> the reason they were mad is because your freaking balls were hanging out the side. <laughs> What's that? Alec, you weren't wearing shorts. Those you were things naked are saggy. On the <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you were naked on the bottom. You fully winnied the pooed yourself. Full shirt and no pants. And the worst part about it is. It wasn't on, if they weren't like isolated to one side, it was left on the left side and right on the right side. Moose knuckle. Yeah, they were, they were split like Noah splitting the Red Sea. I don't know if that was Noah, but split the Red Sea, Moses. There you go. Moses. The Catholic education really paid off. You could wear anything and we'll probably make fun of you. <laughs> Joe just told me I have huge nuts. Yeah. Dude, but I don't understand. Why is it pissing <laughs> yeah. people off? Like, think about how long you are outside if you're wearing shorts and it's cold out. Think about how long the maximum amount of time you'd be outside in shorts are. I get on board with that. Like, be like, your mom would be like, why aren't you wearing a coat? And it's like, well, I'm going to walk outside for four seconds. Oh, God. Do you wear shorts because you're... That make me kind of sad and pants. Because in the winter, I'm... This make me kind of happy and pants. Yeah. My favorite. We gotta get Joe a pair of headphones. He's just looking. He can't hear anything. <laughs> That's fine. Sad and pants. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I just it's always made my mom mad. It's always just like everybody let's, around let's me. Let's start gets wearing mad. uniforms in here, and then once a month we'll collect money to not Have wear jeans uniforms. Day. Jeans day. Jeans day. We're gonna start implementing jeans day in the studio. Bring a dollar. You have to pay money to wear jeans. <laughs> And no, we are not donating it to a charity. That is going to the Petty Cash Fund and being spent goes, on grain alcohol. Yeah, yeah, which goes straight to booze. <laughs> Can I see that thing? The gong? Yeah. Matt bought a mini gong, so that's cool. You're going to get a gong? Yeah. Mini Hit gong? it. Mini get, gong? For yeah, the guy with get, the big dog. You can be the first one to ring the gong that isn't me. All right. Jeans Day. When? Uh, every other Month on the Wednesday. <laughs> Six times a year. <laughs> was it's the best $17 gong I could get. You don't have to be a dick about it. You know what? I could have made you one of those with a plate and some string. All right. 
Alakata's <laughs> gong privileges taken away. And just short privileges. It's cold outside, man. You got to wear pants. And it's cold outside because we're staying inside all the time. It's negative 20 degrees out there. I think I got a little bit of cabin fever going on. Um, I was so bored the other day. So were you. You texted us. We were all watching Lord of the Rings at one point. At Wait, Matt was watching I too? I don't know. Was he? I, I wasn't, but I've it. seen the first three Lord of the Rings so much, I could tell you. There's only three. Yeah, is there more than that? Well, the Hobbits. Oh, I guess you could yeah, the Hobbits the Hobbit. first. Yeah, the, the Hobbits, the three of them are not great. Well, they're not the same. Uh, no, com- compared to my, my dad. We were bored. Alec and I <laughs> were watching Lord of the Rings. Matt was definitely thinking about it. Um, I was also just eating to pass the time. Holy fuck! Did I eat a lot yeah. of food? I, I I couldn't stop. It was like, it was like chips and just every snack. You know, granola bars. I ate like, broccoli and cheese. Did you have everything? A, did you have a snack accident? I I don't know what that is. It's like it's, when you accidentally eat a snack. Did you have one of those? I have a snack accident every yeah, day, a, yeah, twelve a, times a day. Snacks. The dumbest thing I've ever heard. Oops. <laughs> Made me think. I want you guys. Oops, to there goes that bottle of, or a bottle of cheese. It box of cheese. It's because a bottle of cheese. It's you know we nailed it with the Chuck interview and we suck in Cleary's comments. This is fucking terrible. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be frank with you guys. I think it's. Off. I think we're doing. I think oh, we're doing all right. That started off with a Bismarck traffic report. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about me not pulling over for emergency vehicles, which is <laughs> fucking worse than my tax and voter fraud. Let's oh. reel it back in. Alleged tax and voter fraud. <laughs> reel it in. I want you to think real deep. What's the fattest thing you've ever done? I mean, we're, we're fattest. Yeah, like we're. In the height of winter, maybe something and you what, ate. What context? Maybe do you mean shut what? up for two goddamn seconds. I'll fucking explain it. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I, I have one. <sighs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> Mister Shorts over there. I wore shorts. They made fun of me. Yeah, welcome to the goddamn podcast. Get used to it. Liver lips. Maybe it's something you ate. <laughs> Maybe it's something you did or did not do, uh, but it made you feel fat. It's objectively lazy and fat. Just a lazy and fat thing to do. What's yours? Uh, well, mine was I made a, like my casual four pounds of noodles that I do, um, and I didn't have like cheese because I was going to make mac and cheese. So I made a saucepan full of gravy and put them on the mac and cheese. So gravy and gravy, mac and gravy. It it wasn't there was yeah I mean it was noodles and gravy and I ate mac and gravy. I ate an aggressive amount of them. I'm not proud of it. That is that that is actually pretty fat. Good for you. That is rather fat. Uh, carb loading. I was thinking about eating McDonald's while watching the documentary Supersize Me. Oh yeah, I've done that. Yeah, I, I went and got McDonald's after Supersize Me. Yeah, yeah exactly. If you haven't done that, you've thought about it. And if you say you've never done it and or even thought about it, you're a liar. Everybody's thought about it or afterwards gone to get it. 
or the fattest thing to do is like go get it and like plan to watch Super Size Me, a documentary about how terrible McDonald's is and how fat it makes you. You purposely eat the McDonald's while watching it because you're so fat you get hungry. Um, I thought of another one. Um, I stocked up on road trip snacks, and I'm now the proud new owner of a 36-ounce bag of gummy bears. For those of you scoring at home, that's 2.25 pounds of gummy bears. Did you ever have the one, like, insanely big gummy bear? Did I've never finished it. I, I just, think it would be gross. I just took, yeah, I took bites out of uh, Yeah, it's gross. Why? It's not the same, Alec. I need to cut it up into pieces. Yeah, good things come in small sizes, and that applies to gummy bears and gummy worms. You know, you can't just have a gigantic... And gummy bear is not going to have the... <laughs> I was going to say. That's monster hog. <laughs> uh, my gummy bear consumption is going to be out of control. Let's hurry this up. It smells like feet. My computer's about to die. All right. Well, plug your computer in because I got some stuff to talk about that I saw on the web. <laughs> no, shit. <laughs> Matt's got some stuff to talk. The things I I hope so. This is a podcast. <laughs> this is what we do. We talk about things. My my on the web. I want to talk about this. We uh, so I'm on TikTok quite a bit. I send a lot to Alec. Little to Jordan. Most of it's just like penguins and stuff. I was gonna ask you: Is it hard to send me TikToks? Like, do you have to like physically go in because I don't have TikTok? So you have to like text to every single video to me. I get a lot yeah. of TikToks throughout the day. A lot of them I just save and then I will like show you in person and True. then yeah. But the one I sent to you, but then there's this guy who's like his name's Carnival MD 2.0, and he literally just goes to grocery stores and wears a shirt that says "Kale is bullshit." Kick me. And and he basically just like. Says a bunch of like scientifical fat facts. Did you just say scientifical? Yeah, I'm. Really, I, That's a real word. I don't believe it. Keep going. And uh, uh, yeah, it just, and, and well, and see that was like the most like, science dumb one. Um, but yeah, it makes me feel good about myself. But I need that guy to start doing like why eating an entire bag of Doritos is good for you because it gives you some sort of electrolytes or something. Oh, so he like gives good facts. About, yeah, like, like, I, uh, things. like that's what I need someone to do. Be like, this guy went and ate a bunch of bugles at the at the grocery store <laughs> and uh, he ate them at the grocery store. Like didn't even wait to pay for them. Just <laughs> true. Hammering them down in the aisle. I had a friend oh, that liter literally went seriously. in the aisle and opened a bag of veggie straws, tried one of them, and goes, nah, these aren't that good, and put the bag back. <laughs> yeah, they're right. Veggie, veggie straws fucking suck. I like, I like veggie straws. They're like stale McDonald's fries. You ever had, one time I was at um, the Denver airport, and my pits were rank, and I had already checked my deodorant in my checked bag. So I just walked into this department store, put on some deodorant, and I put it back on the shelf. That's assault. I mean, that's not as bad. Well, I've already told do? I've already told this story. I spilt an entire beer on myself in the Denver airport, and my <laughs> luggage was checked. So I went and bought a Colorado T-shirt, <laughs> and I still wear it. <laughs> but uh, the other things I found was only possums. 
on Instagram. It's just pictures of possums with random. Yeah, this is a terrible idea. Um, go to the next one. Um, I want to look that account. Yeah, only possums. Only possums. It's not bad. Um, Sounds fucking terrible. Possums are are bad oh animals. But uh, someone, and I don't know who it is. I texted my siblings about it. Uh, someone signed me up for cat facts texting <laughs> and i had to unsubscribe from it because they sent me seven texts in two hours that was like thanks for subscribing to cat facts text and kept sending me cat facts <laughs> no i think i think we're under attack matt because i was getting uh some texts random it didn't say thanks for subscribing it just sent me <laughs> a random fact and I could tell it was fake because it was like perfectly spelled out. Everything was capitalized that needed to be. So it wasn't and from like me. good punctuation. <laughs> it was yeah, from a random number, and I'm like, me. I'm like, hmm, sounds like something like Matt's uncle would do. Yeah. And then I got like another one, and I'm like, okay, nobody's taking their time to be like, what facts did you get? I I already deleted it. Yeah, I, I, I blocked I the number. I should have saved all saved of mine. the text messages because that was me. We're and under I, attack. I paid we're five dollars, and I think that was the absolute best five dollars I've ever spent. We have to change our phone numbers. It was hilarious. That's I did it to a bunch of people, and people were. You can see the responses inside of like what people respond to. The only two that didn't respond to their facts were you two. <laughs> Well, he, I thought Matt was just going to leave it and never say a word. <laughs> he just got randomly 10 facts about cats. Cat facts for you? Well, that, was, that, that was you? That was me. Wait, so are you admitting? Fuck yeah, fuck you. Did you were you sending me <laughs> I random bl- I blamed yeah. family members and texted them like, fuck I you Matt for signing me up for that. <laughs> I could have signed you guys up for Nicolas Cage facts. I, I, I would rather what, take yeah, that. I, I actually would appreciate that. I'm a big <laughs> Nicolas Cage fan. Fuck, I th- well, sandwich, cats, I thought it was going to work out. Matt loves cats. That, I know. No, he doesn't. <laughs> what I do love is taxes. We're going to be talking about taxes until fucking next October. Oh, I actually got a good point. So I just started fully waxed, a little small side gig, whatever. Plug and it, plug it, plug it. Where can they find it? Uh, on Instagram, it's at fully waxed. And Facebook, I think it's fully waxed.nd. But um, so I'm doing all this work, waxing snowboards and skis and stuff, and it's actually, like, not an easy job. Like, you're constantly scraping wax and this and that. And I, I, I've been making a decent amount of money, and I've been setting it aside, and the thing that pisses me off the most is I have to fucking take 30% of every dime that I freaking make or every dollar that I make and just give it to taxes, income tax. Like why do I? What did the, What did anybody else do other than me in that job? Welcome, Nothing. Welcome to the business world, my friend. What in the? F- Get a good accountant. I just don't understand it. And uh, there's ways around it. Yeah, welcome to America. Just say my best friends call me Cash. Yeah. Wink. It's true. If you know what I mean. Under the table. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you should made, also start doing made... rectal waxes. As a side gig to the snowboard and ski waxes. <laughs> Actually, true. <laughs> side thing to that. So, when I was at the golf course, 
there was this chick that was a golf cart girl or beer cart girl, as you will. Um, her name was Mallory. Shout out Mallory. She might listen. And uh, she said she reported $100 in tips for the entire year. I'm pretty sure I gave her $100 in tips in one round of golf. <laughs> myself. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the beers are $8 at every golf course. Yeah. But, yeah, I get it. It just, it just, I was just bringing it up because it fucking sucks. Yeah. yeah. Taxes like, fucking like, suck. What Taxation the fuck is did the government do at all in waxing any of these snowboards? What do they know about waxing? Nothing. Absolutely, Absolutely nothing. Put the, put the roads together to drive you there. Yeah, I could. <laughs> I paid my car off. I had paid for the gas to get there, and it's got big, stupid tires, so I could crush over there if there were no roads. Next, where we're going, we don't need roads. Hmm. I just got goosebumps for all. Of it. Am I up? Oh, <laughs> I got goosebumps when you said that. You can avoid taxes by listing all your. Old junk on Facebook Marketplace. Um, I love, like, I should not be in marketing because there's things in social media that just absolutely piss me off, things that start trending. But then there's the other aspects of social media where you go on Facebook uh, and you read the comments sometimes. Or you see a Facebook Marketplace listing of a three-wheeler completely covered in snow. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my mind when Jordan sent me this. I was like, <laughs> sent Matt the picture, and the picture is literally, you can see, like, the front wheel, the front light, and then it's a snow drift over top of the three. We'll, we'll, po we'll, po we'll post it on social media after this. But it was, I thought Jordan was kidding when he, like, sent it, and then he sent me the picture of it, and it's literally like a guy was 30 feet away and just took a picture of his covered three wheeler. And well, it's like that guy walked out into his yard. He's like, What can I sell today? Yeah. Walked over next to the garage, took a picture of the three wheeler covered in a snow drift, and is trying to sell that. Dude, but my favorite one, I couldn't find it. It's already expired. But my favorite one I've ever seen is this old guy sitting on his couch, and he took like a Nokia phone selfie sitting on his couch, and he said, Couch, five dollars. <laughs> That's it. It just said couch. It's that guy just probably him was, smiling on his couch. <laughs> well, that guy probably meant couch is code for, uh, you know. Well, I, be I've, weird and I've come talked over. about this. So Jordan does tree removal, and there's people that I sent you the. Uh, <laughs> the <list. laughs> for sale. <laughs> Dude, and and I see in the actual product <laughs> selling or you just take pictures of snow. <laughs> yeah. You want to buy my four-wheeler? Oh Where? It might be a three-wheeler. According to the picture, know. it's a one-wheeler. That's all you can see. <laughs> but, yeah, I've talked to, like, Jordan about this, too. It's like, there's people, since he does tree removal, it's like, there's four huge oak trees in my yard. You can have the wood. You just got to remove it. I'm like, Jordan, what would that cost? He goes, I don't know, like $25,000 to remove yeah. it. And he goes, yeah, free wood. You can come. And he's like, who's going to do that? 
I don't know. It's the same people that put these houses on Facebook Marketplace for free. A house? We, I could sit and have a whole episode on Facebook Marketplace. I went to when I was so in Grand Forks. I was the king of grabbing people's shit and flipping it on Facebook Marketplace. All their trash. Was- Cleanup day. I was driving around with a full car of stuff, and I have sold every single. Matt's got a Snapple cooler out in the garage. Help yourself. Nope. Go sell it. Don't take that. I bought that. He's a hoarder. (laughs) Minor hoarder. Fully convinced he's a hoarder. Oh, Matt's definitely hoarder. Throw anything. Look at the pile of beer boxes outside the door. (laughs) He will not throw them away. They're worth (laughs) some. Jordan, that's not hoarding. That's alcoholism. Well, mixed just, with hoarding, like multiple just like personality there disorder. Said he was at work today. But uh, yeah, you got on, you got on Facebook Marketplace. I, we could talk about this. We'll talk about it next episode. But let's get into million dollar ideas. First one: sell a bunch of three wheelers covered in snow, and you'll probably get a million dollars. I actually have one that's based on uh, social media. Me too. And it is because people on Facebook and Instagram post. Pictures of themselves, Facebook, like your face. I just want something like cool shit you get. It's called like item book or something. Yes. Workshop and I like I just like, hey, I just got a harmonica. Post a picture of the harmonica. Like that guy gets it. Oh, this has gotta be the best billion dollar idea of week ever. Yeah, like put it on there. Like, I just want to see the cool shit you have. If you don't have a lot of money, then go buy cool shit that doesn't cost a lot of money and put it on there. And it's no girls allowed. Guys only. And we're calling it only mans. <laughs> yeah, that... That's good. <laughs> that was my yeah. See Joe likes a joke. <laughs> yeah, only mans is definitely... Stop, stop. Stop. Yeah. Okay, good. That's pretty good. All right. I mean, only mans is dangerously close to just like... <laughs> Dudes jerking off into a camera. Oh, but it well, if that's their item they want to post. Sounds a lot like Craigslist. Yeah, or Grinder. <laughs> I think that's a fucking great idea. And it yeah, but like, is but Facebook like, Marketplace. But like post like I just got a gong. Post a picture of the gong. Hey, hopefully Patrick. you spell it correctly. Yeah, that's and then it just gets switched over to Alex. Only man. I just got a dong. Are you okay. Yeah, my contacts are freaking out, but his eyes are just watering red right now. Matt is battling. <laughs> Let me get a oh picture of that. Holy shit! Matt is—it's <laughs> the price you pay for podcasting. You know, yeah. I forget. I forget to blink sometimes when I get into fucking the rhythm. But yeah, I get. Yeah. Do you want me to give you a million dollar idea? Yeah, it better be good. Oh my god, it is good. When you say, oh, my God, it is good, it's usually terrible. Oh, this is fucking funny. So, <laughs> I mean, I thought of, I, I thought item, of the item best. book is a great thing. Let's that workshop the name. That is awesome. I agree with item like, book. Oh, but I don't think we should call it item Jordan book. I think got, it should Jordan, be only man's. Jordan got a new chainsaw. Oh, That's uh, pretty sweet. Hashtag only man's. Alicia just got a fucking. chicks. No, it's. We're they can make their own. To, we're inclusive to everyone. Wait, exclusive to ever, whatever. Go to yours. Okay. Okay, car companies, like specifically Ford and Chevy, need their own condoms when they come out with a vehicle. And they just name the condoms, like the size of the condom is like you could have like the the Chevy Duramax. (laughs) And like the fucking... (laughs) 
The Cummins. Look at Dodge. So you buy you buy you buy a brand new car and they measure the size of your cock and they give you a box of condoms. Box of condoms your size. After your car. <laughs> Cummins. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like you can have right, like a Chevy exclu- Traverse. And like, we got exclusive extra small coming dart, out to you. You know, Dodge Dart, dude. That would be fucking funny. I don't know the Ford F two fifty, F three fifty, F the King Ranch, the King Ranch that you have. It's not a condom. That <laughs> the only you can't get a car so unless weird. you have a. That size a hog. Yeah. 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 The, the world would be a different place. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's, personalized that, condoms with car companies. It's okay. not the worst idea we've had. You go. I, I, you got I none? Don't, I, don't I got 12 any. for you. You got one, Matt? You have 12? Oh, that's like I mean, $12 million. I mean, dollars. We can get into Olympics if you guys want to. Wait, wait, wait. There's more. Okay. This one's actually good. So, you know, when you open up your cupboard at night and you don't want to turn all the fucking lights on, it, it's late, you want to yep. go and grab a snack, you want to go to grab something, there should be lights inside of cupboards, just like there's lights in your refrigerator, in your freezer, there should be lights inside of cupboards, drawers, all kinds of stuff. Cupboard lights. Cupboard lights. Simple, straightforward. Easy. Economical. And I don't, I don't think there is... Like it's a thing that you think that is out there, but I've never seen it. So, or you could just always wear a headlamp on your head, and then when you go out in the dark, you just turn your headlamp on. But what if you forget your headlamp? You never take it off. <sighs> you get, you got me. We're back with the Olympics this week here in the dugout studio for No Brains No Headache podcast. The Olympics is the ranking game we occasionally play here. Um, usually what happens is we pick a topic. This week, it's going to be condiments, uh, your favorite sauces. But this is open for interpretation, so whatever you consider a condiment, go for it. Uh, what we do is we take them and we rank them in our favorite order uh, in a descending order, starting with gold down to silver, bronze. We'll have a lost in the meta round. Uh, towards the end, we'll have honorable mention DQs if we want. Matt came up with the rules before this one. Um, apparently, I won Olympics of Christmas movies. You did. So Matt says I get to go first. And who's going second? I will. Alec and Matt. And then it's back to me. I, I lost, so the vote went. Jordan had a shitload. Alec had a little. I had like one, literally one vote, and it was me. For, for your Olympic podium of Christmas movies. Yep. Uh, All right, so Matt decided that's how it works. Um, we'll go. We can't have the same ones. Yep, we got to so, d- gotta dethrone the champ. Uh, best of luck, because I'll just get right into my gold medal round of condiments. Everybody's going to love this one. I'm going with ranch. Um, I do got to say, Matt and I did condiments way back when, but we're going to redo it again because it's just such a good one. It was the first Olympics we ever did. Now we're back starting it again. Uh, ranch ranch dressing, whether it's for your French fries, chicken strips. Uh, I love chicken wings. Everybody knows that with your buffalo wings. Ranch is delicious, makes it so much better. Even if you're having a nice salad, ranch is my go-to. Everybody in the Midwest loves it. 
gold medal ranch. All right. That was mine. Well, <clears throat> sure, let me go first. All right. This is all off the top of my head. Uh, this Perfect. Is, I could this not is go narrow great. it down. No. You don't have a list together, so that's... Honey mustard. That's actually a really solid pick. It, yep. was, it was on my power list. Yeah. That's I was it. hoping I mean, to get that in the second round, but... I, as long as it's, like, good, good honey mustard. Dude, not, like, space, really, really disgusting. Like, space Aliens honey mustard, fantastic. Really? Honey mustard, I love the pick. I'm going to hop right in my gold medal, and I'm going to go with ketchup. Ketchup hits. Everyone, well, a lot of people like ketchup. Eh, I don't know. I kind of boycotted ketchup out of my refrigerator. I, I specifically only have, like, those little packets that you get at the... Do you keep them warm, room temperature, like the no. restaurants do? Oh, Matt had that question for our... Well, yeah, yeah you so, got to keep them room temp. So I'm going to go with ketchups. We got ranch... Honey mustard and ketchup. I think those are the three that we need. So let's get into. Good to see ketchup on there. Um, but yeah, maybe a little overrated. My silver selection for the Olympics of condiments: barbecue sauce. Damn it! Y'all got any barbecue sauce? Uh, everybody loves barbecue sauce. You can okay. do it on so many different things, and like chicken wings. I you know I love chicken wings so. Usually, if this goes well with chicken wings, it'll probably be on my podium. Barbecue sauce. I mean, you can't go wrong, can you? Mm-mm. No. Especially if you're in the deep south. Never been. What do you got? I got uh, red hot hot sauce. Hot sauce. Son of a bitch. That's a, I mean, that's a go-to for pretty much anything. Hot sauce. You, can you put can it on your eggs. Yep. You can, I mean, it says it on the bottle. You, that, can, you can put it on anything. I do love it on the eggs. Or just really anything that's kind of bland, spice it up a little bit. Rice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, I've had it on rice. Um, I'm going to go. This is like the first one I couldn't find a brand for, so I'm going to go with Chick-fil-A sauce. Ooh, that's, that's a mixture of sauces. But it's, I can't, what am it's, it's like. It's open it's, for interpretation. Yeah, I'm going to go Chick-fil-A sauce. Okay. And... I'm happy to have it. I put it on, so I had some chicken and apple brats the other weekend. And when I say other weekend, I mean three months ago. And I put some Chick-fil-A on it, and it was delicious. Oh. I'm going to go with Chick-fil-A sauce. Jordan okay. hit me with The guy who's probably never had Chick-fil-A? I've had it once. Okay. Pop, oh, I've never pop had the it. cherry. Overrated. Well, sticking with the theme... Um, going open for interpretation here, I consider this a condiment. I'm going to go ahead and say for my bronze medal round, a Wendy's Frosty. You haven't lived if you missed out on dipping your fries and or chicky chicky nug nugs in a Wendy's Frosty. Chicken and ice cream. Oh, it's so delicious. It's so good, and I'm miffed that i did not think of it i'm pissed that i didn't think of it yeah uh you guys are screwed i had ranch onto barbecue sauce and then i just come out of left field with the wendy's frosty people are gonna drool thinking about it it's great you can dip stuff in your frosty and and the contrast of warm chicken nuggets with cold frosty Uh, they're just making me dude it's good (laughs) 
You should try it. No. Nope. You're Al- just mad because my podium's yeah. awesome. Alec, no. what do you got for your bronze? Sweet and sour sauce. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's a good one. That deserves a high five? Okay. Nope. <laughs> no high five. <laughs> no high five for you. <laughs> McDonald's sweet, sweet and sour is fucking McDonald's. unreal. It's good. That is that, good shit. That is a great sauce. That is. It may have saved your podium. Sweet. I think. Oh, I, I think that's going to get the votes. Sweet and sour. Yeah, Good. I mean it's fucking. I mean, that, that's what I did my nuggets in. Sweet and sour sauce. I would drive to McDonald's to get sweet and sour sauce if I got chicken nuggets. Do it after else. this. Do it. You won't. All right. Well, tell them your code. Today. I tell them your code. <laughs> I'm I gonna. I'm gonna code. And guess what? I spent three dollars and I got a large fry, a quarter pounder, and that's and it. And heart disease, Matthew. Yes. I'm trying to think what I can get coming back, but I'm going to go with syrup. Okay. Maple syrup. Because maple syrup Strictly is... goes on breakfast food. Well, but you said you put hot sauce on rice. I've heard of people put syrup on rice. I will put syrup on my mac and cheese. That shit is so fucking good. Do it. I've done it. After this, after this, Alec is going to McDonald's to get sweet and sour sauce, and Matt is putting syrup on his mac and cheese, and he's eating it all. I I would do this this. Uh, Sound it out. <laughs> Sound it out, buddy. What are you thinking? <laughs> Tell us your thoughts. Syrup challenge. Cop movie. Uh, super super troopers super troopers oh. out super troopers uh did i just get a movie <laughs> you did that deserves a mix yeah. i would i would drink <laughs> syrup i love syrup so much joe can uh, you run to the store and get us a few bottles of syrup we're gonna we're gonna have some races <laughs> i have one upstairs and it is no phenomenal. how are we supposed That's to race funny. each other <laughs> I, I i love syrup so i'll get into that Jordan, hit me with your loss in the mirror on. This is where dreams are made of. This is what describes your podium. Granted, Jordan has a fucking juggernaut, but go ahead. So, I mean, if you think of the entire list of condiments, uh, Alex sent us the Wikipedia list. It's extensive, a lot of different things counting as it. You know, you don't want to get too far off, but stay home. So I'm going to go with the really underrated one and just hear me out. My last in the meta round is soy sauce. Uh-oh, Matt is upset. That was the one I was thinking of between syrup. Damn, that was Soy sauce, too. and here's why. Soy sauce can make a really shitty meal, like, somewhat decent. You know what I'm talking about when you're trying to eat really healthy. You got, like, the bland rice, the dried chicken, and the dried carrots or broccoli. It's like, this is so fucking gross. I just need a little something. Soy sauce. Or... For your sushi, you know, if you're a sushi person, you you know you can uh, dip your sushi into soy sauce or yum yum sauce or yum yum sauce. But I mean, still, more often than not, if you go eat at a place like that, you're probably reaching for the soy sauce for some part of your meal. True. So Very that's true. why I'm going to soy sauce. Solid. I am back to the drawing board because <laughs> the the rest I have on here is dog shit. I don't know if this is allowed. This might be open for interp. It's your podium. Unless two people veto it, then it's not Cajun allowed. Cajun Ranch. Making up rules as we go. Go for it. Cajun Ranch. That was on my board. Was it? Nice. Cajun Ranch is like one of my favorite dipping sauces. Like, if you could put anything. Reza's mixed. Pitch. Oh, their Cajun no Ranch. No longer existence. 
R.I.P. in peace. The, the local watering hole has pretty good Cajun Ranch too. If really? You know. Yeah, yeah, that good that's for a fantastic pick, Alec. Thanks. I I'm gonna have one that's uh, Matt's like upset, but he put himself last. Like he yeah. chose the order. <laughs> I can't believe Vanes hasn't been called out yet. Uh oh. I'm gonna go with fancy sauce, which is mayonnaise and ketchup combined. Yeah. Oh, that is, dude. I'm gonna go with fancy sauce as my loss in the middle round. I love that. L I M R. I didn't know you could mix them. That's like I do that every night with every meal. So, let me go through a couple of my lost in the not your honorable mention. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, Pesto. Dude, pesto. I saw that on that list. Spicy ketchup, which is basically just ketchup with pepper in it. Ooh. Uh, Parmesan garlic. But that's strictly B-dubs. Yeah, I don't know what else you're using farm gar on. Yeah, and that, that's all I have for... So, uh, what about peanut butter? Okay, I was yeah, going to pe- say... Peanut butter was my next one if I didn't have fancy sauce. Peanut butter is, is similar to soy sauce in, like... I don't mind eating apples or bananas, but slap some peanut butter on that bitch ten times better. Boom. True, and it's good protein. When you make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, how do you make them? Do you do strictly one side peanut butter and one side jelly, or do you lay the layer of peanut peanut butter butter and jelly? Do you want me to to get it? I lay down a layer of peanut butter on both sides. Peanut butter and jelly like they did in That So Raven. How do they do that in that so raven? Yeah. I'll leave. I um, got it. <laughs> no, it's a, that one that, that one random kid Carl. is like, you gotta put peanut butter on one side and jelly on the other side. He's like, it's a California style. I'm like, I'm pretty that's sure that's how everyone does run it. Run of the no, mill PB. Yeah. I've always made I always go a butter bo- on one. Butter. Butter. Butter would have had a good fucking hit. I said that before I left the apartment. I said I was going to say butter, but I, I, I mean, it's not really, you don't eat it unless you're just cooking with it. Or you're just, or just eating totally a lobster and you just want but it. What do you guys think you about? Butter and jelly on one and peanut butter on the other. That's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Nice. What do you guys, what do you guys think of yellow mustard? Great. I love it. Yeah. It's I, got I like zero it. calories, which I find very hard to fucking believe. It's, it is too aggressive for a condiment how do you feel about uh cheese like a nacho cheese uh not a nacho Ooh. cheese but it's like it's so close to being an entree like, yeah like an app yeah. or something like i thought of that i wasn't gonna pull the trigger an entree as <laughs> i'm just an endroit <laughs> i'm gonna drink my luck nacho cheese please um any other Condiment discussion. I have some disqualifications. Okay, DQs. Let's get them out of the way. Tartar sauce. Oh, I'm right there with you, brother. Just relish and mayonnaise. Really? Pretty sure. Yeah, tartar sauce sucks. We talked about this before. If I order filet fish from McDonald's... First of all, why are you ordering a filet fish from McDonald's? Because they're... That is... Go on. They are fire. If there was ever a lost in the metal round for McDonald's, it is filet fish Yeah, I'll take a filet fish hold the sauce and the fish, 
Uh, yeah, I'll just take a bun. <laughs> just give me the bun. <laughs> it's a completely different bun than all the other sandwiches. Okay, well, it's it's fried food. It doesn't fucking matter. It'll taste good. But I don't want tartar sauce on top of it. If they put tartar sauce on top of my plain filet fish Send it back. Yeah, I'm literally opening it and throwing it back at the fucking McDonald's. Ah, tartar sauce! <laughs> I would punt it. I would, I would open it, and I would... Take it into the McDonald's, and I would just punt it back and said, Matt, "I said Matt no tartar punting. sauce." Matt is punting on tartar sauce. You, I hope you heard it and it was loud and clear. That would make a great T-shirt, Matt. Just kicking a bottle of tartar sauce at McDonald's. No, a, a filet fish that has tartar sauce on it. That's getting fucking punted back into it. I'm throwing that bitch back. All four of us are gonna get into each of our vehicles. Four vehicles, and we are going to the local McDonald's right when we're done with this. Everyone, yeah, so much McDonald's talk here. How did that all start? Yeah, how do they get free ads? God damn it, guys! God. Matt, wrap a, wrap the show up. Yeah. Okay, guys. Thank you for listening. It's been an awesome, awesome like fucking two, time. two hours. Yeah. <laughs> Has it been that long? Plus the Chuck interview. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we gotta thank Chuck. Chuck was awesome, and oh my gosh. and well. And awesome. yeah, yeah, Chuck, thank you, Chuck, for coming on. But make sure to follow us on social media at NBNH Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And if you're feeling a little bit fruity, <laughs> go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes, on iTunes or Spotify now has ads. So, uh, Hit us, hit us with that five star. No, <laughs> this is oh the best outro ever. <laughs> Let's play the big fight funeral song. <laughs> Spotify has five stars. They don't have ads. Fuck your couch. <laughs> Leave us five stars on Spotify. Oh my God.